Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 314, recorded February 11th, 2021. On tonight's episode, we discuss the EA East EA. Oh my gosh, really? We discuss the ESA plans for 2021. More games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. But why? Plus Super Mario 3D, plus Bowser's Fury's launches. Are we hyped? Of course we are. Oh, and did we mention we're joined by Super Nintendo Seth Macy from ANVC and IGN. Jesse, cue the music. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty Estes here with Nintendo Dads. You're listening to episode 314. It is February the 11th, 2021, and we are on the cusp of the greatest 3D Mario game of all time releasing on Nintendo Switch. Must say, you always get that in there. Always got to get that in there. Gonna say it every chance (laughs) I get because it's true. Uh, Joining me tonight on the show, uh, we've got a very special guest we're going to introduce in just a minute, but Tim Off. From the Great White North, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, doing good. Everything's uh, nice and white here in in Detroit, Metro Detroit area, and uh, I'm happy to be here after missing last week, especially. So, just as I said before, I always look forward to these days to come talk we were, games with you guys. Uh, supposed to get ice, like just ice, an ice storm last night. I thought I wouldn't be on the show this week, and we ended up it just rained. But everybody down here in Tennessee lost their collective minds yes i bet they don't know what to do with cold weather or snow so how are you doing marty uh i'm I'm doing okay except for i you know here in this little one horse town that i live in i found out my GameStop is closing today Uh, that's tough can we can we cue the sarah mclaughlin's i will remember you here (laughs) i I still don't have that in my son well yeah we never have it seven years you can't get that bumper yet yeah well uh, because i want to say i want youtube to keep us monetized uh you there you go uh justin masson how you doing buddy Speaking of Great Weight North, eh? It is minus thirty-seven this morning when Holy I woke crap. up. Celsius. That that is the kind of weather that breathing hurts outside. So I'm wearing, of course, my. It's not the Canadian tuxedo, but it is our government issue standard red and black. So uh, looking for some maple syrup, eh? You hosers. Just excited to be here. Put your stick on the ice. Get the puck in the goal, eh? Isn't isn't it like twenty negative uh, twenty and below, like frostbite in five minutes or less? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is a very real thing here. I actually went outside, uh, went to pump the gas in the car today, and it was so cold that you could hear the get, like the gas slowly getting in the car. Like I'm watching the the the, the meat, the, you know, the gas meter go up. And I stood for almost six minutes. It was at ten dollars, and I was like, "Sure, look at I can't feel my fingers anymore. We're done. I'm taking ten dollars worth of gas and driving away." It is, it is, it is frigidly cold here. It's uh, when cold. the outdoors are actively trying to kill you. Uh, yes, that Jesse is exactly Waldack. How's it going, buddy? The backbone of Nintendo Dads. How are you? Pretty, pretty good. You called Tim the Great White North. Does that make Justin the Greater Whiter Norther? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Fairy. And I think uh, we already found our uh, first candidate snowed, for a show yeah, title. Did you, did you uh, get snow as well, I think, right? Yeah, we've... Uh, We've been getting like I grew up in Minnesota, and you know, very you know, drier air and colder, so the snow is kind of wimpy and small. Uh, we we normally don't get that type of snow here. It's normally thicker, heavier, and wetter. It has been like it hasn't gotten above twenty degrees in two weeks here, and we got that same wimpy Minnesota snow. So it's 
for multiple days. So it's, you know, not as bad. It's not as slippery, but it still is. It's not any less annoying. So we could just call you the lesser white West. Uh, what? <laughs> You'll get it in just a second. Uh, our, joining us on the show this week, our special guest, uh, Seth Macy from IGN and Nintendo Voice Chat. How are you, sir? I am. Uh, I'm doing quite well, actually. Thank you for asking. I am also experiencing snow and cold, but not. It's not that bad. Everybody has it except yeah. me. I'm the one who wants it. Anyway. Well, come on up. Well, I guess you <laughs> yeah, can't. Okay. I forgot. There's all me, those restrictions in place. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, I, I have to be honest that I'm uh, secretly, not so secretly, now envying your uh, Mortal Kombat cabinet back there. Oh, that one's good, but you got to see the other. Oh, wait. I'm not. I'm not a weatherman, so I can't do this. I've got the uh, <laughs> the Ninja Turtle one as oh, well. Nice. Oh, yeah, wow! Nice. Yes. Yeah. If only I had room in my house and that much money. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. just saying. Uh, well, man, we are so glad that you are uh, joining us on the show tonight, and we know that you have a limited little bit of time uh, with us, and so we want to say this from the beginning. Seth's going to join us for a portion of the show, and then he's going to need to leave. Because it is wicked late where he is. Thank you. Yes. Wicked late. Exactly. It's wicked. I almost said it's wicked wait. Uh, <laughs> late. Uh, and, and so we're going to let him uh, just kind of join us for a little bit. And when he needs to check out, we'll continue the show on from there. And so without further ado, let's jump into the news, shall we? Let's do it. Forgot to turn and the it, volume back up after the uh, intro. Yeah. Wow. It happens. <laughs> totally fine. Uh, our news is brought to us each and every week by you fine folks over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can join up and help support the show uh, and help us do cool things like uh, uh, record our pre and post show audio and not stream it on Twitch. You're welcome. Like that would ever happen. I mean, Oops. <laughs> we never make mistakes around here. The, the two uh, buttons also, are so uh, close together in OBS. It'll, it gets you access to our Discord with $5, getting you access to the full slate of uh, channels there. And for $30, you can become a show producer and be on the show. And so uh, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and support us. Uh, so this week, uh, we got an update to the NES and SNES, or, well, it got announced that we're getting an update to the NES and SNES Nintendo Switch Online app uh, on February 17th where we will get four brand new games, three for the Super Nintendo and one for the Nintendo or the NES. Uh, Doomsday Warrior, Psycho Dream, and Prehistoric Man coming in for Super Nintendo. And uh, on the NES, Fire and Ice. Uh, so raise of hands if anyone has heard of any of these games. I've I heard of Prehistoric Man not. thanks to Nintendo Power. It's a Game of Thrones book, isn't it? <laughs> The is song that with of Nintendo? Fire and Ice. One of the Pokestops in my area, it used to be called Ice and Fire, but it is oh, now... Uh, huh? The Pokestops oh, for Pokemon oh, Go? I thought you, I'm so sorry. I thought you said Polkastop. Oh, cool. <laughs> Which nice. is a totally different oh, thing. No, in Pokemon Go. <laughs> so the... the, 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 the it's, it's, it's a gym. The gym is called Ice and Fire. Yeah. It's a hookah place. You know, like, go and <laughs> uh, yeah. sh- share that tobacco. Nice. I got you. I got you. Seth, uh, we just want you, we want to, like, just kick it off the bat with you here. Yeah. Um, what the crap? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I made like a little meme, you know, of uh, the the uh, Christmas episode where Bart gets caught shoplifting and his yep. mom, you know, Marge gets him Lee Carvello's putting challenge, which is a classic episode. And I put fire <laughs> and ice instead of Lee Carvello. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everyone thought it was great. They shared it. But however, I discovered there is a, a vocal uh, fire and ice defense force that is uh, a very collectible uh, NES cartridge, uh, oh. especially in box. It's in several hundred dollars. And apparently it's not a bad puzzle game. And people were a little mad that I would dis- <laughs> disparage the name of Fire and Ice by making fun of it with a meme. People on the internet mad? I know, right? And I thought it's like it, the, the whole point of the, the episode that I was ripping off was that Marge has got this earnest, you know, sweetness about her. And Bart just feels so good. Anyway, he, he accepts this horrible, horrible putting challenge gift because he sees his mom well his mom is nintendo and we're all bart and we love nintendo so yeah we're gonna take fire and ice but apparently it is actually a very good a uh, pre-owned copy of fire and ice uh is on ebay right now as of this recording for 175 dollars wow they go 14 hours left yep for, and that's for, unboxed. It's just the cart. Yeah, the loose ones. Yeah, that's and then if they're like in good condition or graded, they're you know we're talking like maybe like a thousand dollars. But uh, yeah, the whole reason I chose that game for the meme was because it's a Nintendo game and the mm-hmm. boxes are vertical. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to the SNES games, which are objectively like way worse. But <laughs> you know the people and myself included are pretty bummed out. We keep getting these terrible games, but there's no real incentive for a company when Nintendo approaches them, like comes to Square Enix and says, you know, can we license Final Fantasy 2? And then Square Enix can say, well, no, because we're going to put out a collection or put it on mobile and make like way more money. But if you go to like the people who own the rights to Jalico or City Connection, who owns the rights to all the games that you used to rent that one weekend and then have the worst weekend. <laughs> like they're just like, yeah, yeah, you can absolutely have the rights to yes. City Connection and all our back catalog. So that's that's the story there. I mean, I obviously I don't have any inside scoop, but it seems to be like the case. You know, I, I do think you bring up a, a really good point about the business side of it. Of why have we not seen like a Mega Man or a Castlevania or a Contra or any of the Final Fantasy games yet? Well, right. because. Why not? I mean, you can well, make a ton of money. Uh, I have you know, selling the all collection. the Mega Man collections. I have the Contra Anniversary collection. Yep. I have so the Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, the, but but that brings up the point too that I would love to see a Final Fantasy collection. I'm surprised oh we see that. We that'd be one yet. of the few collections that I would buy. <laughs> I I would absolutely. I'm very surprised we haven't seen uh, Final Fantasy six since the SNES Classic. Considering I have Final Fantasies 1 through 9 on this device, I think, maybe not 8, but most of them. I do think it's really <laughs> cool of, of Psycho Dream to come along and take the crown of worst SNES online <laughs> game away from Tough Enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a that's I, a bad one. At this point, like, here's the thing, like, I never played any of these games, and I mentioned no. that when 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 they first when the news first broke, I was like, "Well, at least it's something you know that we can look at." And we say, "Well, we've probably never played these before." But then the other question that kind of pops up from that is, "Who's going to play it?" Right. Well, for some, you know? well, my argument would be that for somebody, somebody is like fire and ice, like it's like they're you know 
they're losing their mind for it. Everyone's got that one or two. Well, they don't want to like, play yes. it. They just want to collect it. Yeah, but but like I mean, it may, maybe the thing that they're super excited for, like, hey, I couldn't, you know, I love playing this game as a kid. I couldn't afford finding it now. I don't have an NES, but I love playing it. Maybe instead of my son or daughter and introduce it to them. So there are fans of these games, but like, yeah, I mean, I this it, it, I look at this list and it's like it just feels like a random game gener- name generator. Do you know what I mean? Like someone just like hit <laughs> yeah. buttons and it was like, oh yeah, Psycho Dream, Doomsday Warrior, like, yeah. or it could be wrestlers. I don't know. Prehistoric man, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Fire, ice, yeah! Like, it I don't know. Uh, and, and, you know, it does, does... My question, though, and before we move on from this, because there's not a lot to mine here, but I wanted to ask you guys this. Do you feel like... I think the comment was made a few minutes ago about scraping the bottom of the barrel. Do you feel like we're kind of running out of rope here? Uh, yeah. Like... Yeah. Because, like, well, we've got Mario, well, we've got we've got all these things, but... If you look at the classic, though, there's still a couple games that we don't have on here, and they're not. I haven't seen the classic in the store, the, the Super Nintendo classic in the stores anymore. So why isn't Earthbound in here or uh, Legend of the Seven Stars? You know, Super Mario RPG. You know, why don't we have those, those types of things? Those may have been one-time license agreements. Yeah. Right. So, so to put it on the Super Nintendo classic, that may have been. Yeah, we'll make we'll make that agreement. We're fine with that. Um, also the other part of it is that like, let's be very honest, like from a business perspective, if I put everything that's on the, you know, super Nintendo classic on the NOS means you're, you're not going to go get the super Nintendo classic. Now I'll that's give what you I'm the- saying. They're not in the store anymore. I haven't seen one on the show. No, anymore. you can't. They're, they're yeah, gone. They're gone. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're getting pretty closer, but I do want to assess this question. Seth, if you could add, yes. regardless of like the, the, the legalities, right? The, where the money's fallen, three games to the Nintendo s- system and the Super Nintendo for NSO, what would you add? The obvious is going to be Chrono Trigger. Um, mm-hmm. That's not on the NES classic, oh, Super NES classic. It's nowhere unless you want to get it on DS. Mm-hmm. Which I just sold my copy because I don't know I don't know why I did that. But anyway, uh, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI because that's my favorite Final Fantasy, and then Bahamut Lagoon, which is not released in the states, but somebody actually today just put out a new English translation patch for the uh, for ROM hacks. So if you have not played Bahamut Lagoon, it's a uh, awesome Japanese uh, strategy RPG. And then for the regular Nintendo, I would put Faxanadu or Fazanadu, as it's supposed to actually be called. That's a great one. Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. My brother rented that one time and I was real mad. <laughs> and it turned out that was like a very charming game and like super fun. And then, uh, oh, oh yeah, DuckTales, my fa- like one of my favorite NES games yeah. of all time. But th- that one will, will never, yeah. that one will never be on there. Like no. 75 you know, I, I different rights for, holders on that one. <laughs> I've hoped for like three years that we were getting a new DuckTales game at some point. Because of the new series, and then they canceled it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably never happening. And if you're playing at home, of course, our bingo questions comment of and the Saturday morning cartoon package for the Nintendo Switch never comes. What's going on there, right? So you can you just I just finally your- gave it up and gave up and bought it on PlayStation Five because yeah. why not? Because it's yeah. never coming. <laughs> uh, I, well, now it's it's like Tim's thing when he buys a game, it shows up on Switch. So. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that'll be what's happening. I, I think it'd be remiss too if we didn't mention that uh, Japan is getting Shin Megami Tensei two. Yeah, that, I, that's a game I would want to play if I could read Japanese. 
<laughs> Seth, also, Seth, you look disappointed by that when I saw the raise of the hands. Like, what? No, I was. I mean, it's like that's like a instantly recognizable classic game that everybody knows. That who knows about games knows, like the Shin Megami Tensei series, and we get you know, Eliminator Boat Duel and games of that. <laughs> I had forgotten about that one. That was the uh, beginning of the end when they put that one on there. I was like. The, I, I didn't know this too. I'm glad Jesse dropped it in our, uh, but, 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 our, our before, doc here. Is, before you say that, I want to quickly talk about something. Uh, di- someone on Discord said, "Oh, Fire and Ice kind of has a Solomon's Key vibe to it," and then I said, "Funny you say that." So what is it? You go ahead and continue it's what Solomon's you were about to Key say. Two. Yeah, it's the sequel to Solomon's Key Two. <laughs> so. Yep, it's uh, Solomon's <laughs> Key Two: Coolman Island Rescue Operation. So definitely. A better name here. Solomon no Kagitsu Kuru Minto That's the title. I, oh, that was really the title? I was I, about to say, I have no clue what I, just happened. I no. was more concerned about what you have browsing in another window right now. That was more what I was concerned about. <laughs> yeah, see? Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about You know about me too this. well. Uh, Mark your calendars for June 15th through the 19th because apparently the ESA is proposing that another digital E3 or digital only E3 occur on those three days. Now, of note here, we want to mention it's not been approved, though I think it's pretty certain at this point um, that it's going to happen. But the plan is to have multiple two-hour keynote sessions from games partners, an award show, uh, a June 14th preview night and other small streams from publishers and other people. Um, Jeff Keeley has confirmed he will not be a part of this and will run his own Summer Games Fest like he did last year. Um, just around the horn and here, Seth, we'll start with you since you're our guest. Uh, what are they thinking? Like, is this uh, like it's not going to be okay by then or like it worked last year and here we go again? What yeah, do you think? I- I mean, I think they're just trying to figure out some way to stay relevant in 2021 or and going into the future. And, uh, you know, they've laid it on a digital digital thing because that's what everybody did. We did Summer of Gaming. Jeff Keighley did the Games of Summer. Somebody else did Summer Game. No, I, I, I don't know. But, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's they're probably not going to have it in person. I know PAX East is supposed to be in June, like June 9th. And yeah. I don't really see that happening in person. I mean, we can all we can all hope, but um, because mm-hmm. PAX East is the last time anybody got to have fun, which yeah. was a long time. But as far as the ESA, like I think it's just they 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 need to stay relevant. They need to do E3, and this is kind of where they're at. And now they're hoping everybody gets on board. But I know that this year is the first year where I haven't gotten an E3 email yet, and it's February, and I've gotten. I've gotten E3 emails at the end of December in years past. And I'm like, you need to slow down. Do you, do you think, Seth, if we lead into that pocket, one of the things I wanted to say here from a business perspective, with this announcement, one of the things that was stated was the ESA was essentially like, hey, we have spots. You're welcome to show up. By the way, they're about six figures yeah. for a digital event, right? So is, 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 is it, are, are companies kind of taking a step back? I mean, this leans into your comment there, Seth, of like, hey, I'm not getting emails. People are stepping back saying, it, what worked last year seemed to work all right, and I don't need to blow a budget, and I know budgets are constrained, 
in 2020, right? As we, or 2021, I can remove those resources somewhere else. I can make sure my staff is more effectively working at home. Like this feels like a really tone deaf move for something that seemed to work somewhat effectively in 2020. I'll argue like three months of hype from Jeff Keighley was a little bit much. And I would have loved if we could constrict, you know, bring that down and as content creators it became a bit exhausting. But like, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I I think if you're looking at the bottom line, it's like, well, we could pay X thousands of dollars to the ESA to do a digital stream where we're on the hook for editing, production, you know, set design, everything. Or we could just do it ourselves because, I mean, that's basically what it is. They're just not channeling it through that. So, I mean, it remains to be seen. There's probably somebody who's got a reason why, you know, we, it is nice to have everything under the umbrella of E3. Mm-hmm. I've only been to E3 one time and it was a glorious, magical <laughs> time that I dreamed of my and exhausting life. and exhausting. But it doesn't matter because I was three feet from Shigeru Miyamoto at one point. And I thought I had died and gone to hell. <laughs> the, the one year I was there, I did not get that close, but I would probably maybe 20 feet away from him. Oh, he popped out of like a broom closet. He just came out and was like, did one of these, you know, when you get a suit jacket on. He's wearing a cool t-shirt and I, my knees got all weak and wobbly. And Tom Marks actually grabbed me behind, from behind to keep me from falling down and embarrassing myself in front of the legendary game creator of all time. But... I didn't want to make eye contact with him, but I did make a little like noise, like a like a baby sheep. <laughs> he knew. I think he could tell. Uh, well, <laughs> Sorry, I derailed the. Comment. No, that was no, great. No, no, okay. That's. Like I, I was I, thinking while you were talking about that, like of people who were able to invest and and like do it on their own and do well, and uh, I think one of the the greatest examples of that for me was, uh, and, and it's weird as all get out, but like. Uh, devolver digital man oh like they just kill it mm-hmm. and, and and talk about like memorable uh memorable moments and mem- you know, helping you remember their games uh they're doing well apart from yeah. that i think yeah. and they have I, an I ongoing think, story going on <laughs> but yeah like and, year and, and you know year. looking back over 2020 uh, I was a little critical of it at first but i feel like nintendo's messaging was what apart from e3 was really good by the yeah. end of the year like yeah we had a we had a very solid roadmap uh, yeah without like mainline directs and things like that uh it's just i i think it's it's interesting to see that like nintendo started that concept of a digital event and now it's ev- now everybody yeah. either has mm-hmm. to do it or they yeah. want to do it the the other the other interesting thing I would say, and because when I think of like the when I think of E three and this kind of movement, we'd already seen bigger companies kind of officially move away from E three, right? Like Microsoft was not on E three campus, yeah. but like we've got the theater right next door, and you're like, well, hold on a second, you're kind of like, right? And we saw Bethesda change, um, Ubisoft, like they all changed, right? They all they all kind of like stepped and away, but we're and Sony didn't and Sony, yeah. right? Nintendo's been doing it digitally for a while, that they'd have a footprint on there. It's this, and the, so I think one of the challenges I think of is we know that larger companies like Ubisoft, EA, they have their own avenues to do that. But like the smaller indie teams, and I know you mentioned Devolver Digital, but I think the thing that we found like last year was there was a lot of platforms, a lot of carriers that were happy to boost that signal. And again, Seth, I go back over to the content that IGN was putting out in 2020, right? A, a, a smaller developer who doesn't have, doesn't have a six figure budget, I'm sure can come to come to IGN and say, if you guys are doing this thing, we'd love to get into it and here's some money or whatever it works. Kind of funny did a show, right? Like there's a whole bunch of 
uh, of content creators and, and bigger outlets that can boost those signals that if you don't need to be throwing again six figures or whatever it is and you can own that differently i think it's i think it's an opportunity be, it's it's interesting to see what's happening but it feels a bit tone deaf and the timing of it all too is a factor and i think that helped a lot of developers so they didn't have to cram by the time e3 happened that time frame they they were able to breathe yeah. and plan and say okay we can't we can't do it during this show or this the show or this show but we can do it you know later in august or something instead of the yeah. beginning of june so i think timing of it helped a lot of people Seth, when we were talking about uh, communication a couple seconds ago from ESA and all this, Marty mentioned Nintendo. How do you think Nintendo did in 2020 for their communication strategy? Because we definitely saw a move away from the mainline directs into these kind of, of small bite-sized, very channelized either partner showcases or Nindie Worlds plus the occasional like. And by the way, let me introduce on Twitter that we're dropping a brand new game. Right. Um, and we haven't seen anything from the 2021. What, what are your thoughts on that? And yeah. I think given the situation for 2020, I think they did very well um, kind of not trickling out, but keeping a good pace of information in a year where I am sure that uh, 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 Hyrule Warriors was not their planned uh, holiday game. Like as great as that game is, it's I don't think that that was their big like holiday moment. I think a lot of games got kicked back. And with these smaller little bite-sized directs, they were able to sort of just keep the momentum. Not that Nintendo really needed to do anything to keep the momentum. Sure. Like yeah. every person I've ever known who's had no interest in video games was suddenly like, hey, where can I get one of these Nintendo Switches in that Animal Crossing game? Yeah. But as far as you know, 2020, given what they had and given how Nintendo's pretty famous for not always adapting quickly, you know, they're like the huge ship. They can't just turn 180 degrees but they did i think an admirable job and i think in 2021 you know we haven't had the big exciting news yet but man my my heart my 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 heart wants to hear that you know that zelda 35 anniversary Mm -hmm. collection or or something like that but i think yeah i think we're going to get a little bit back to normal with the nintendo um information drip here pretty soon good good cadence well Speaking of 2021, we're we're kind of on the doorstep of uh, a huge 2021 release for Nintendo uh, with them finally bringing Super Mario 3D World to the Switch as well as Bowser's Fury, which that's the, like, I love 3D World, uh, I jokingly and also very seriously call it the greatest 3D Mario game ever made because it is but uh anyway <laughs> uh, i'm really 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 excited about the bowser's fury part of it um this week ign reviewed this game uh for uh well review reviewed it <laughs> yeah, for review. i don't know where i was going with that you, but, you, uh, you got the steps in front of you and then you figured out oh, i just lost it there didn't i yeah yeah it happens sometimes uh but uh, the 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 biggest controversy of that review has been the number that was applied to it at oh, the yeah. end. Uh, just to jog everyone's memory, memory back in uh, 2013 when Super Mario 3D World released for the Wii U, it was given a 9.6. However, Super Mario uh, 3D World plus Bowser's Fury came in at a 7 in IGN's review this week, and a lot of people are... Um, Let's just say, I mean, the internet lost its mind. They're uh, fury. Oh. Uh-huh. 
I see you know what, what you just, did there. Just give him the award now. Do you know what I mean? Our new favorite IGN co-host. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yes. Thank you, guys. Done. Oh, this meeting. Done. Love it. So much. Uh, so, Seth, uh, I was just wondering, if, like, I don't know how much you can speak to that, uh, but uh, the question was raised earlier when we were kind of preparing for the show. Uh, does this reaction show that there is – uh, maybe a little bias or a confirmation bias on a part of the Nintendo community when it comes to reviews. Do you think the seven was warranted? I don't know how much you could say, but just what do you think about all this? Well, I haven't played the new version. Obviously, I played the Wii U versions and I loved it. We played it like the whole family played it um, and it was a great time. And I plan on getting the new one. So I can't speak to um, I think it was Cam that reviewed it. Uh, I can't. I, I can't speak to the new version. I have to imagine I'm going to love it exactly as much, plus a little bit more. But, I mean, that's, that's just his opinion, man. And also, <laughs> uh, 7 is, on the IGN scale, is a good game. So people are so mad. He's like, they called this game good. Mm-hmm. Flipping tables. No, that's <laughs> How dare they? Is is that because we believe that Mario games, that there's, then this is, I guess this is the commentary around, like, what I would call Nintendo or Mario bias or, or confirmation bias. Do we believe that all Mario like like it's it's like you said it's good, but it's not a nine? Well, Mario games are nines, yeah. so nine point six. Or is it the fact that the score is so widely different, right? And I think your commentary of like that's his opinion, and the reviewer who did in two thousand and thirteen, I apologize for not having their name. They have a different opinion, and God yeah. forbid that people who view different games have different opinions and right. reviews. Like like I don't know how does that land for a company as IGN, and, and what does this sit like? For I mean, you? this happens every time there's a review. Is like some people don't like the review score. It doesn't matter if a game is like score you know scored very highly people question the whether or not it deserved it and if it's scored i, I can't even say scored too low because seven is a good yeah. score but if you know it's lower than every it's, it's an outlier it's the lower um score of all the other outlets and so people are like upset about that because they don't feel that it's was given a fair shake but at the end of the day it's like I always, since I was a kid, read, you know, read, reading EGM, uh, I used reviews to sort of, uh, uh color my, uh, buying choices. I didn't, it wasn't the, um, if, if a game got a bad review, but I thought I was going to like it, I still bought the game anyway. <laughs> and then I oftentimes did like it. And another thing is like games that get sevens have, are sometimes, I can't, of course, think of any examples off the top of my head, but my friend and I talk about this all the time. Some of those seven games, there, there's just like a perfect niche. Where maybe the reviewer wasn't getting hit, you know, wasn't in the audience to get that, but mm-hmm. I am. And for me, it's like a 10, you know, yeah. like I, I have the utmost respect for a seven. Yeah. So, well, it's yeah. also not limited to Nintendo. You know, you, you all remember what happened no. when like Cyberpunk got scored before its release, when the public actually knew how screwed up the game was. And yeah. yeah. They, they they saw sixes and seven, you know, even you know sixes and sevens, and went, no, like, he must be higher because yeah. CDR can do no wrong. Yeah, like, and, and that was the thing that that frustrated me was that like people are people are, are slagging on Cam about it, and I'm like, have any of you actually played the version he's played? Like, right. sure, look at y'all played the Wii, or, or, or better yet, how many of you have actually reviewed what? a game? Yeah. It isn't as easy as it looks. <laughs> and let's be honest, there's probably only four of you that had a Wii U, and only three actually bought the game, right? So, <laughs> so like, you're you're getting mad at a person for, for them playing the game, them having an experience, and them reviewing it, and right. you not agreeing with something that you have no contrast to. Now, right. like, like it, it, it just blows my mind. What, like, at IGN, I mean, I don't know if you can speak to it, does this 
because again, and again, I wouldn't say we want to give the internet oxygen, right? But like, <laughs> but like it pops off. What does this look like behind the scenes, or is there conversations? Everyone just like shrug, sure, look at it is what it is. I mean, I actually don't. That's a completely different okay. part of the you know the review stuff. I mean, yeah. I do reviews, but as far as the discussion around reviews, um, generally speaking, that's like Dan and Tom and and those guys in the re- like who's job it is whose job titles have review editor in them as far yeah. as but you know um you know we if somebody the dan won't let you bs your way like through a review i, I don't say i've tried to bs but he, he makes you explain everything and after you've done a few reviews for dan you know exactly what dan is looking for because he knows exactly what questions the audience is going to be asking at the end of the review and of course it's not perfect sometimes you know he'll so they'll let you know people will latch onto something that is like truly upsetting to them but for the most part the reviews are like extremely um what's the word i'm looking for he he doesn't let you he doesn't suffer fools lightly basically Mm -hmm. is what i'm saying like Every review you give to Dan, every like it, he sends them back and they're so marked up. And he's like, well, well show me this. <laughs> you know, you, why do you like this? Well, you're telling me about this, but you're not telling me if you're liking this. So like the mm. review process itself is really robust. And, you know, and it's not like we just write it and somebody copy edits it for grammar and spelling and punctuation. Like there's mm. a lot of actual like people with eyes on it, and especially for like a bigger game. Mm. We'll have maybe more than you know, one person, uh, I gave Microsoft flight simulator a 10 because I think it's just like an absolutely astonishing achievement. And like other people in the office who played the game, you know, looked at my review to sort of see if they jibed with my, like, I believe it's a masterpiece score. And that was the one and only 10 that I've ever given out. And it was, it was breathtaking. (laughs) (laughs) Flew as high as you could on that. Uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) Nice. Uh, well, you know, I mean, this game is like two hours away from release. And uh, again, I love what you said that it was, it's his opinion. Right. And I think that, that sometimes, um, the way I kind of felt about it when all the hubbub surfaces, it, it kind of reminded me that sometimes we like to let people do the thinking for us. Mm. And it's like, you know, I trust this outlet. So I, I, you know, I've, I've jived with a lot of their other reviews. So, uh, I'm just going to see what they have to say about it. Right. Instead of like actually going and picking the game up for ourselves, or as you said, I know I'm probably going to like this game. The review covers, covers it a little bit, but I'm still going to pick it up. Um, or people feel that they have to validate their own opinions by reviews. And if they don't match, then they doesn't fit. Yeah. In my case, especially like with movies, if, if if it's critically high, I will likely not like it, and vice versa. Yeah, you know yeah. that's not you know in games. You know, I, again, y- y'all, everyone else here knows I have my own opinions on games. <laughs> my top ten list looks nothing like anyone else's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's awesome. I mean, that's what uh, I think a game review. I mean, th- I don't think I, don't, I was going to say I, that's what I think a game review should be, but that's what a game review has to be because it's not like a product review it's not like this uh you know this flight stick functions well it's got you know uh 180 degrees of movement Mm -hmm. and we 
put it through our testing machines and we got, you know, the down to the millimeter. Like you can't do that with a game. You can't objectively yep. review a game or a movie because this game it's, is exactly 20, 12 millimeters. <laughs> right. Right. It job. tastes 10 out of terrible. 10. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be the best reviews now going forward. Right. <laughs> Chef enough, Ramsey. The, yeah. Yeah. Great. The, the size, Switch the games. size of the card is the same as the last time. The size was this card. This is incredible. Yeah. Box is still. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> One oh, of the things that I think I, I like to hear, though, that we've mentioned before, because it always comes up when there's a uh, reviews that are that bring up a lot of, uh, you know, news is that we always talk about finding the person you identify with, a reviewer that you identify with, a few of them, in fact, and seeing and, and listening to their reviews. And if you're the type, you know, to get their feedback to see if it's something that, hey, they're like me. They, their games that they like are like the games I like, so I respect their view, and that's what makes me say yay or nay on a game. So that's whenever we've talked about it before, that's what we always say is just find those those few people that you respect their views on, um, and and balance out your choices help to help you balance out your choice when you go to make it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Typically, if Jesse says he hates a game, I will probably love it. And that's actually <laughs> that's actually my test. That's my test. And, so he said this before. Yep. Yeah, it's not I a wrong mean, statement. Not a wrong statement. Justin does not who, like pick know, cross games. Seven no. out of their top ten games are pick cross. Right. Those that's are exactly. great games. <laughs> yep. I don't know if they're in my top ten, but that's you know, I respect I wanted my- to put like five pick cross games in my top ten, but I I limited myself to two. <laughs> literally i'm not kidding <laughs> uh i just wanted to drop this in here and say this is speaking of uh super mario brothers 3d world and bowser's fury if you pre-ordered the game it is now uh that mission is now marked complete for you if if the game has downloaded and you have paid uh and that was the uh i guess the necessary uh mission that you had to achieve to receive or be eligible to get the second pin set, mm. uh, which goes live February 17th and will most likely go live at some random godforsaken time during the day where I will not be around my computer. They actually put, they actually have a time. They have a time. Oh, really? Yeah, they said 12 uh, Pacific. Okay, so two central, which means I have exactly two minutes and 25 seconds. Yes, check exa- out. less than that. Yeah. Well, that. yeah, I, I was being- <laughs> Seth, Seth, I saw you shaking your head uh, when we started talking about those pin collections, and it looks like you're about ready to curse. Yeah. Uh, do you want us to talk, to talk to us about how you feel about that? I'm so sad. I love pins. I love enamel pins to the point where I used to I used to run an enamel pin business really? like, as a side hustle. Yeah. And I love enamel pins, and I wanted those worse than anything, and they sold out instantly. But then I saw, aha, I've got a second series. I'll get these ones, and I'll have these ones in my heart and my home. But no, because it uh, turns out you had to keep doing those missions the whole time, and half mm-hmm. the missions that I didn't do were closed out and could never be done again. And then I just said, well. I'm barely scraping in there. <laughs> I, I have 15 missions done. I have them all done because I wasn't able to get. I, I uh, did not get the first set, so I have. All, I'm, I'm ready to pull the trigger. Except, except I didn't intend on buying Super Mario uh, oh. 3D World. So I'm like, or 3D. So that's shine on you. I know, right? And I was like, <laughs> I've already got it on the Wii U. I don't want to buy it again for a pin set. I feel like. 
Yeah. You're not buying I, it for Vincent. You're buying the greatest 3D Mario game of all time. That's debatable. I've got, <laughs> I've got 18. I have 18 out of the 22 missions completed. I'm loving the, uh, just to hype it up a little bit more, uh, I noticed that the second pin set has the Mario 35th anniversary logo as a. That's why I like it. Pin. That's why I want uh, it. So you're getting six in this set just, as opposed to the five. You're killing Seth here. Like, he's not going to come sorry. back. My friend texted me with the, the original one when he got them, and they come in this, like, beautiful little box. You know they don't. They didn't cheap out on anything. Like, and they're a little. I, bit, I have the first pin box, but I literally have never and, opened it. Oh, <laughs> and I thought that would be. <laughs> uh, so Seth, we want to be respectful of your time, and uh, to that end, we have got some questions for you from our community. All right. Uh, as hey, we uh, wrap up your time here, and so uh, we'll throw to this one first. Uh, our listener Antonio and patron of the show uh, asked this during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. My seven-year-old son and I have bonded over Nintendo games, Mario Odyssey and Paper Mario most notable. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is the first game that he's followed from its announcement, and he's hyped. Every morning before school these past two weeks, he's cheered the number of days till release. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm about to sneeze. That's not good. <laughs> I was like, uh, right cry? Of- Pull yourself no. together, man. It was <laughs> such a beautiful game. Uh, he says, my question to our Super Nintendo and fellow Nintendo dad, Seth Macy, is what was the first game you saw your kids get ultra hyped for? Oh, man, that is such a great question. Uh, the first game that they ever got super hyped for ahead of time. That is like, I can't really. I mean, they were young when like Minecraft was coming up. So like. But that was never like, you know, it was in early access stuff. And then when Terraria was sort of at its peak, that was their, that consumed their entire lives. Like all, in, in like all the kids in their school. It's like, oh, I beat Skeletron. No, I gotta beat the flesh wall. Like that's, oh, but, oh, man, I can't remember any games where they were like so hyped other than most recently, my, my oldest son was really excited for the Super Mario uh, 3D All Stars collection because He's actually he's 17, just turned 17 uh, last week, and uh, he it's just like his first, like my first nostalgia thing. Like he mm-hmm. played Galaxy when he was little with me, and I just give him the Wiimote, and he collect the crystals. So he has like nostalgia from being a little kid. Oh, that's awesome! Super Mario uh, Galaxy, and now he gets to play it again. And then he ended up just playing you know Super Mario 64 the whole time. <laughs> he, he had never played it except for on DS. So yeah, gotcha. Uh, any of you other guys, uh, a game that the first game you saw your kids get really excited about? I think mine was probably a Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think for my girls uh, was probably Animal Crossing. Like that was the one that they that they were the most like, and that and that hype kind of continues still even in our family, right? When when Nintendo puts out the here's what's coming to the island in february right like they, and they would ask me they're like has nintendo put out a trailer about what's coming in july yet right so that that hype kind of continued but i remember that one like they were really ravenous about um the other ones that like they've had other ones they're excited but that was like a almost a countdown so hmm. for my kid it, uh sam i would say was uh actually the the switch itself he was counting down for christmas when he got it and I actually have a YouTube video. He is the this generation's Nintendo 64 <laughs> kid. 
because he's screaming his head off when he got it for Christmas. He opened up the box and everything and he lost his mind. So that's, I mean, and I know it's just system, but still that, that he just lost his mind and that was fun yeah, to I was, watch. I was thinking because my son was born in 2007, right after the Wii came out. Um, in fact, we came home from the hospital and my dad had had to go to GameStop and pick up uh, my copy of Super Paper Mario so they wouldn't get rid of my pre-order. Uh, and so the, um, I, like, I can't think of one, like, I guess it was Minecraft Dungeons mm. uh, recently. But the another thing, too, was um, he knew how much I wanted a PS5, and he, like, subsequently wanted a PS5. And so when uh, we weren't able to get one, uh, and then my mom was able to secure a pre-order, uh, he, oh, mom, wow, he, yeah, I know, right? coming in clutch. Uh, <laughs> she, when she told us, she was kind of like on speakerphone in the car and he cried. Oh, yeah, it was, it was like, you know, just a sweet little moment. He was like, Oh, I can't believe it. He had tears coming out. And now he plays PlayStation 5 more than I do. So, <laughs> That's the way it goes. I think I've, he thinks it's his. I've yeah. barely touched mine after like <laughs> the last month. Uh, yeah. Tim, Tim, let's start. Let's go to the next question for you, sir, to Seth. Yeah. So I had a question too that I wrote down because I wanted to make sure I didn't forget it. But it's basically, did you have any expectations going into permanently being the temporary host of MVC? Uh, and and what did you learn from that experience after Casey returned? Uh, I didn't. I was very surprised when Damon like slacked me and he's like, hey. We need an NBC host, uh, like permanent temporary host. And because he's like, we don't know how long it's going to be. And in my head, I was like, what if Casey's gone f for like a year? Oh, my God. This is like, right. I'm going to have to do this for a whole year. But um, thankfully, she wasn't uh, like out of commission for very long at all. Um, but like, man, I, I, I didn't know what to expect. I'd only hosted uh, NG Plus, which was our nightly games news show that we did before. So, uh, I, yeah, it was, man, it was awesome. It was really <laughs> cool. Cause I've been listening to NBC since, you know, I'm not sure. I think it was like 2008 when one up the one apocalypse happened yeah. and I only listened to podcasts on one up. Like that was it. Mm. And then after they were all gone, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? And then that's how I found like Nintendo voice chat and all the other ones. So I've been like listening to this podcast and all my horrible jobs that I had. And all of a sudden I was in it. So um, I remember your thank you at the end when Casey came back. That was very touching. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was all like true <laughs> stuff. I was like, like super happy for Casey to be back. Super happy that I had this opportunity. Like sad that I don't get to host Nintendo Voice Chat anymore. But that's fine because it was never my show to begin with. So I, basically, I feel like uh, you know Dave Letterman used to fill in for Johnny Carson. So like, oh yeah, looking at you know. There you go. I'll just whatever show they want to throw at me from here in the basement <laughs> studio. Um, yeah, I think if I had any expectations was that I would have more guests on. I did try to get Mega Ran uh, on for an episode, but it turned out he goes to the gym at the exact same time that we record on, oh. on Thursday. So I was like, no, because he just had a book coming out and I wanted to oh, talk wow. to him about that. Yeah. He's the same age as me. And I don't know a lot of people that are exactly 
born 1977, so you know. Sure. Yeah. Other than Tom Brady, but uh, <laughs> and he's just not returned your calls. He won't. Right? Him and he Kanye, was. they just will not. They, in yeah. fact, the only person that returns the call is somebody telling me not to call them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so weird that our invitation got lost in the mail. Yeah. It's awkward. Right. I I have a question as well. I just thought mm. of that. I didn't get a chance to put in the notes. Sure. Um, so, yeah, originally did your sh- the show was in a studio. And we, you know, another podcast friends of ours called Mega Dads also did those their shows together. So when the pandemic hit and y'all had to do it from home, you know, <laughs> the first time they did it from home, they ended up uh, giving this little clip. We sound like the damn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden. So, <laughs> so <laughs> what what was like for you guys to all of a sudden do this remotely? Ah, After well, I'll tell you. years of not doing it remotely. I actually work remotely anyway, and I have worked remotely. So it was a huge bummer that I never get to be on shows unless I was out at the office, which was, you know, once or twice a year. I would go out for a week and we would just do like all the things that I had to do in person. So for everybody else, it was like just the just actually working from home was like really difficult for everybody. But for me, I'm like, I do this every day. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, you want to be on shows? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to be on shows. <laughs> we were already me? setting to go. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Moves please. a boom mic in instantly. He's like, and I've been waiting <laughs> for this. <laughs> this just in, absolutely. So, yeah, it's been a boon. Like, I got to be, I got to do summer gaming content. I got to be on Up at Noon. I got to do NG Plus every week. I got to post NVC for permanent temporary duty. And I get to be on NBC now. And, like, you know, it's, for me... It's hey. just been a great, it's been an you were ready to moon. go. But for everyone else, it was definitely like a huge, especially the, the hosts like Akeem and uh, Sydney, who, you know, do news in front of the studio all the time. Like it was like completely like all of a sudden, right. you know, instead of having all this incredible high tech equipment, it's like they're at their desk at home. They're doing what we, what we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. you know, but we've all set up four shows and they're just like, uh, yep. you know, like well, at their house. And- it's been cool to see their evolution, though. Everybody's evolution. You see uh, how it's changed over that time period yeah. of oh when they had to start off and just kind of hurry up and put something together. And then up to now, all, all the different like backgrounds people have come up done. And- <laughs> Akeem's set that he has, like, and it's in his house, but it looks like this like cool jazz tiki bar. Like it's the best set I've ever yeah. seen of any like at home, like uh, hosts during this whole pandemic. It's unbelievable. And this is just like, I would have this other, you know, like, even if I didn't have to be on shows, like this is just my basement. <laughs> that's, that's what this is. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Seth, we want to be respectful of your time, but I uh, want to throw one last question at you yeah, before absolutely. you have to go. Uh, this was a question from our discord. Um, and one of our uh, hosts of one of our other shows, dads after dark, uh, I just thought this was a fantastic question and would love to hear everybody's answers. He asked this, name a game where that you feel it would be a crime to only play to the credits. A game it would be a crime to only play to the credits. And of course, soon like literally a minute later after he asked that, someone answered it with the answer I was going to give. Which oh, was? What, what, yeah, go ahead. What was yours? Dragon Quest Eleven, because uh, the normally in Dragon Quest games there is you know story to credits to post game, and 
the post game in this is really act three. It is, it is, I think, a necessary part of the game to get the full story. Okay. And then there is a second credit roll when you're done with that. And I, I would even term, I would think this question would, would, would appeal to like a game that it would be a crime to not 100%. Oh, okay. I just talked about this actually uh, on uh, NVC, but I'm going to change my answer and say, of course, you got 101% Donkey Kong 64, everybody. I mean, don't, don't right. slack on that. <laughs> I did it. I loved it. I couldn't stop. Real, real champs game. too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think I was lucky to 6% that game. Well, everyone thinks it's a goof that I like that I that I champion DK sixty four, but I I I didn't know any better when that game came out. I was like uh, I was in my twenties, I was in the Air Force. I had my Nintendo sixty four, and I think I had like two weeks off, and I got every damn colored banana that you could possibly get. And I got one hundred and one percent in that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for I will say the uh, Donna Sorrow Castlevania game is like everyone should one hundred percent that game and fill out your bestiary because that game is so chef kiss and just. Blah, 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 blah. But the other thing I was gonna say is my dirty secret is I will put hundreds of hours into games and just never beat them. Red mm-hmm. Dead Redemption, many hundreds of hours. Metal Gear Solid Five, hundred and fifty-seven hours. Uh, Skyrim infinite hours never finished <laughs> any of those games i just like going out and just wandering around and imagining i live in a world of wonder or the old west you know one I, or the think, other. I think seth and i might be spirit animals i, I <laughs> mean it's very much like me yeah i the thing that appeals to me about an open world game is that i can just start walking there and see something there and go okay i'm gonna go over to this one. so yeah i've those big games, I very and rarely... on the on the total pendulum swing to the other side of that that stresses me out. Really, because I'm like, it's over there, and I got to go over there. But then there's this cool thing over here, and I if I go over here, I'll forget to go over there, and then oh, there's more stuff. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's like a, uh, it's uh, a a term I picked up from a board gaming community: analysis paralysis. Like oh, you just, I, like I get that. to a point where it's like I just don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same with Wikipedia articles. I never finish them. I, I start. I just click on the next link. Well, what is that? <laughs> Down Holy the Roman Empire. Hole. Wow. I don't know much about that. The Let rabbit me... hole. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. Well, speaking of rabbit hole, Seth, we are so glad that uh, you have chosen to jump down the rabbit hole with us this week. We know that uh, you need to to head out because it is indeed wicked late where you are, <laughs> uh, as we said earlier. And we want to just say thanks for joining us on the show. Uh, you've been a fantastic me. guest. We've loved in t- chatting with you and having you here. Yeah, it was awesome. This is like super fun. I wish I had more time. So you're welcome people... back anytime, Seth. Yes. Anytime you're right. welcome back. Yeah, Next time so... I have a Friday off, boom, we'll do it. We'll go. I love it. Oh, right through fantastic. it. Right through. Because yeah. a normal <laughs> right. Nintendo Dad's podcast is like, you know, two and a half hours. I'm surprised oh. Zach Ryan didn't like warn you. He was probably like, don't do that show. <laughs> like, Zach is so busy right now. Don't like I, I don't hear anything from him. At oh, all. Okay. Um, that's like, why. That's why. Can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> busy. Seth, if, uh, if people want to uh, find you and interact with you on the socials and everything, uh, where are the uh, places you want them to find you? Well, where I want <laughs> you to find me. Uh, I mean, I'm on Twitter at Seth Macy. I am on Instagram at Seth g macy and i am on twitch.tv slash seth g macy and i'm just started being a little bit more serious but every friday night i play through contra for the nes just once through contra code i'm not trying to prove anything 
We're just having fun. So tomorrow is, night at would, six o'clock. Would you say that is like your comfort food gaming? Absolutely. And I say it on the stream every time. When I was a kid and we would have sleepovers before we watched horror movies, before we ate 50 bowls of cereal at nine o'clock at night, we would <laughs> sit down, we would put in the code and we would play through Contra. Seth, I'm, I'm on Twitch right now and I found you, but it says beef lords gaming that's the beef lords gaming depot that is okay the name that's of my that, that is you right sports yes my okay yes, team. i love it i was like huh i think you did mention that when we talked about apex recently didn't you uh, uh, yes actually yeah. yeah the beef lords gaming depot right. is just a okay. it's a thing oh, what the, when i was in the pin business my business partner and i had talked about releasing a line of action figures based on i think the food fight line of action figures but it was actual meat and it was going to be called the Beef Lords. And it was just like Mr. <laughs> Potato Head. You could stick nice. muscly arms into steaks and and, and, uh, and and Franks and things of that nature. I'm on so board with this. Like, I'm <laughs> and I have just followed this page. <laughs> when does the Kickstarter begin? The Kickstarter will begin as soon as I get my uh my my financial clearance from kickstarter <laughs> that's fantastic uh well again seth uh thanks so much y'all go uh listeners and follow him check out his uh stream every friday night of contra for some comfort food gaming there and uh go follow him up on socials thank you again so much for being thank a you, part seth. of the show tonight guys it's so much fun like i love just chatting nintendo and and having a good time having a few laughs you know it's like <laughs> I'll be more than happy to come back. I'll tell you what. Next time I have a, a four-day weekend, I'll, I'll, you'll be the first to know. Awesome. 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 Thanks, Thanks, Seth. Seth. Have right a great on. day. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Well, guys, uh, let's run out some news here. So, oh, I'm just going to say here, just genuinely, awesome guy. Awesome. Absolutely. Man, freaking, yeah. you know. And I'm not saying that, like, no, we haven't had other guests who aren't awesome. But, man, I would love to just sit down with Seth Macy, have a couple beers, have some nachos, right? Fire pits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fit around, sit around. Some Mario Kart. Yeah, he's he's invited to the Nintendo Dad's Con. Yes, 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 yes. and he (laughs) will do Friday night contra at six p.m. Yes, yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) We're gonna give him a whole time slot Friday night contra. Uh, Let's talk over just a couple of more news items before we move into what we've been playing and all that good stuff. Uh, North American eShop offer uh, is offering double gold, gold points on select games right now. We thought you might want to know about this so that you can save some money on other games. These games include Paper Mario, The Origami King, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Mario Odyssey, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. I'm just going to be real honest with you. I don't know how Breath of the Wild fits into all that Mario. (laughs) It kind of feels like it's to celebrate the release of Mario 3D World. In a way, and the 35th anniversary, like it's it's ending, right? Yeah, it, it uh, does. Yep. But the, anyway, one of these things don't look don't look like the other. Right. <laughs> maybe it's for, maybe it's uh, quietly kickstarting the Zelda 35th. Ooh, ooh, that's a good thought, Mister Waldak. I like that. Uh, for for a limited time, you'll get 600 gold coins when you buy those games instead of 300. So uh, you can go check that out. Uh, lots of game announcements to talk about here. Uh, some things. Uh, I want to rewind to last week. We talked about Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake. Uh, the day after the podcast, uh, they announced that it is postponed. Uh, I mean, we did talk about it. it's no longer listed for the Switch. 
Uh, but uh, Ubisoft delay announced today after we recorded the game is now delayed to to be determined. Uh, which I is, wonder if that has something to do with their other announcement about getting away from too many AAA games. I thought that was very interesting, Tim. Um, yeah. They're the first kind of big publisher to kind of just go out there and say that, like, maybe we don't need to depend so much on AAA games. Well, right. Being anymore. a remake of a 18-year-old game, I don't think that that would really qualify, would it? You know, it I probably think just probably, depends on how they would approach it. They probably probably how they were going to approach well, it. Again, 30 right, or 40 Jesse, bucks. When you say it that way, it doesn't sound like it. But the, then on the other hand, are they going to promote it as a triple A game? Okay, right. that's true. Like what, what, yeah. what kind of power are they going to put behind it? Yeah, marketing budget. That, that, that is a thing. Yeah, um, I think that uh, one of the things that this pandemic has done a real good job of revealing in developers is the uh, that the, the, the crunch and dev cycle for AAA games is a little bit ridiculous. Uh, yes, and, a lot of it uh, ridiculous. That well, I was being generous, <laughs> but um, that companies can't depend on that moving forward because we don't know. We have these things that pop up in life, and we don't know. You know, we don't know if we can just live off of two or three of those a year. Cyberpunk, right. uh, which, by the way, I wanted to know: Did you guys see that CD Projekt Red got he- held for ransom this week? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yep. They owe me money. It just goes from (laughs) worse to worse. (laughs) And basically what they did was they uh, managed to scrape full game code for Cyberpunk 2077, The Witcher 3, and an unreleased version of The Witcher 3. And they threatened to dump all of that online, as well as all kinds of corporate emails, which they said, quote, would be delivered to gaming journalists. And I think as as the kind folks at like kind of funny said, like what game journalist in their right integrity would take that? Now it will probably find its way on 4chan and Reddit, and then that's how it gets reported. But like Jason Schreier isn't like sweet. I hope that hits my Bloomberg inbox. Like right. no, but no, really no. You don't think Schreier would dig into that a little bit and be like, oh, Schreier, Schreier would dig in that. Schreier's not taking that from your hackers. I think oh, I no. think the way this is why CD did this is they announced it ahead of time. If they hadn't said anything, then maybe reporters would have been, hey, look, there's some stuff going on. Where is this information coming from? So it came out that way. But since CD Red came out and said, hey, we've been hacked. We don't want to give into it and all that kind of stuff. Everybody's aware of it. So more than likely, nobody's going to take the information. I'm going to go on record here and say this. There are some things in those emails that uh, they probably do not want people to read. But it, but at this point, there's probably nothing that like I mean nothing that would really shock us, right? Here's here's probably the worst thing. We should put out the game. I don't think it's done yet. I know. Let's put it out anyways, right? Do you know what I mean? Like we got to make that money. That's exactly. Anyway. But yeah, that like no one's gonna be shocked by that. The people I feel the worst for is employees who work at the organization. Oh right? yeah. Like, yeah. like not the top salary executives. And I'm not saying they're getting what they should be getting. It's more of a, like, just the privacy information that could have people got, like addresses, that kind of well, stuff. That's a, that's it a was announced that one of the things they did not get was, like, player accounts, uh, employer information, things like that. Uh, that was not part of the leak. Uh, the other aspect so, they did say that was part of the leak was, and this is what CD Projekt Red was 
afraid of was there may they said they apologized to any companies that they worked with that's not known publicly that may be coming out so something to that effect I, i'm not saying it exactly verbatim to what the letter said but it was basically we apologize ahead of time to any of the companies we worked with in the past that this information can come out about working together that type of thing you know that's what i think could be reported because what reporter is not going to want that kind of juicy information that hey yeah. cd project red tried to do a zelda game for nintendo as an example you know just saying you know yeah so uh, that's a good point that's a good point uh other things you should be aware of overcooked 2 is free to play right now for nintendo switch online subscribers in north america and european regions this started this week it goes through february 16th it's a great game for you to try out with your family absolutely free and look if you can get it and beat the game in that time all the power to you. you saved a bunch of money <laughs> but uh, i believe that one of our own justin masson would uh, probably tell you this is worth owning just for the massive amount of DLC uh, that they have uh, dropped on this game since release. Sure, look at Overcooked 2. Let me tell you, that is probably my couch co-op family game of the like last four years. That La is absolutely, of your lifetime? Yeah, of my lifetime. That is that is that is an 11 out of 10 on the Justin Masson rating scale. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Get hyped, son. Uh, yeah, no, you like you should be picking this up. It will also potentially destroy your marriage and family, but I think you should pick it up. Totally, totally. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is Sunday. This would be a great. Uh, well, maybe it might be a great. Uh, after the great snipper clips incident of uh, 2017, my wife has told me she'll never play a cooperative game again. I, uh, <laughs> uh, unless it's Lego. Two years ago, they put out like a Valentine's Day patch, and literally that was Jody's and my Valentine's Day night. We uh, we kind of you know dimmed the lights, turned on some overcooked, and made us some drinks. You know, awesome. was can you confirm yes or no? Was there was the sound the sultry sounds of Kenny G playing in the background? <laughs> no, there was not. There was not any Kenny G. Just some Barry White. You know what I'm saying? Barry White. <laughs> I was going to say I think Barry White. I know White which was. one you're talking about there. Uh, also, so here's some other little things too. Apex Legends. Uh, was announced this week to clock in at 30 gigabytes. This is a big change. Last week when it was shown on the eShop, and you'll have pictures on our Twitter, it was 15.2 gigabytes, but they did say in brackets lower, uh, more to come. More has came, folks. 30 gigs. This is going to be a massive, massive download. This is Do why it's coming out on the 9th and not right yeah. now. Yeah, this is the other the other part of it as well um, is this is not on this is not uncommon. So if you're like, wow, 30 gigs, if you're just bordering 30 gigs, any game is a game that is a game as a service. Go to Fortnite, go to Rocket League, go to Overwatch that have regular patch updates. They oh don't just gosh. be they don't just be like, oh, cool. We put a patch and you're still at 30. No, now you're at 32. Now you're at 35. They no, 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 no. The worst one, the worst one, period, is Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, it's like patches. it's like six gigs to on the cart, yeah, or or whatever, and then it's like a forty-five gig download. Yeah, it takes forever. Yeah, uh, so it's out there. Uh, by the way, guys, it's twenty twenty-one. It's time to buy a memory card for your Nintendo Switch. They're cheap, you can get one hundred and twenty gigs, and you can get more games. I'm waiting for that one terabyte one. Waiting for I that got one. one around Christmas, and I don't regret it. <laughs> I don't. Yep. I, I'm I, waiting. I, the Black Friday sales every year on those are fantastic. 
Uh, Moving Out, which is another game kind of like Overcooked, announced this week that DLC will be coming 225, so it's later this month. I just want to make one quick clarity. There's actually two pieces of that. There's a free DLC that kind of adds some additional challenge levels and I believe cosmetics, and then there's actually paid DLC on top of that as well. So that's a twofer on that one. Awesome. Also announced DLC today, I believe, because I texted my son about this. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons is getting another DLC pack. Free uh, update, isn't it? It is, huh? Is it a free update? No. Oh, it's DLC. Uh, Let me tell you what we discovered. So they did a season pass. There were two DLCs that came with that. Yep. And then the the last one that they dropped, and this one, which launches on February 24th, it's called Flames of the Nether. Uh, you have to buy another season pass for those. No. Which, I'm going to say this here. That is slimy. Yeah. If I buy a season pass, then that means it is till the game's over with. I'm sorry. It yeah, is. I agree with that one. You know, like I get Smash Brothers did it, and that's the new in vogue thing. Like, oh, you can do two and make even more money. But the difference with Smash Brothers, they specifically said it will contain five fighters, and you got your five, and yeah. they they delivered, and then they promised more. So yeah, it was a, it was a I'm okay with pass, how they not did a season it. pass. I, I just yeah. something about this struck me as man. Sorry, sorry I'm looking. Hold on a second. I apologize. I am looking at this right now, Marty, on Screen Rant, and they're saying. Will um, the largest DLC, the large DLC for Minecraft Dungeons, the F- Flames of Nether, will be released later this month alongside the game's free big. I'm sorry. So there, there is games. a free There's DLC a- coming out. You were right. Okay. It's called Ancient okay. Hunts. Got it. I apologize. Uh, which are I love this procedurally generated end game missions that weave in and out of the ne- the Nether. So it's different every time you play. That's kind of cool. Yeah, y'all seriously. Minecraft Dungeons, fantastic game. Don't sleep on it. It's not just Diablo Light. It's it's a really well, good again, game. That's that's how Dia- the like the original Diablo and Diablo Two were. They were procedurally generally generated. I, I picked yeah. I picked it up and the season pass actually. I don't know if yeah, Diablo Three like was or not. I, I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be buying the second season pass for my kid. He's gonna you know he's he's fine. I want to play uh, it more, but Sammy got bored with it. He doesn't want to play it anymore. Mm, so like, play it on your own then. I will, yeah. but I got Take other things to play it. right now. Uh, speaking of updates, Stardew Valley 1.5 is now out on Nintendo Switch. This is the huge update uh, patch that's been highly anticipated. And also, we want to throw a couple of dates out there. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, is coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, it is day and date with PS5 and Xbox Series S uh, and X updates. That's March 12th. So that's like in just under a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, from today when you're hearing this. Uh, also, we got dates this week for The World Ends With You, the animation, which begins airing in Japan on April 9th. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2 got officially announced, the movie, not the game. Uh, and it already has a release date, April 8th, 2022. Yay. That's awfully for- fast. Yeah, it is. But let me say this. I'm looking forward to going back to the theater to see this movie because the first one was actually a pleasant surprise. I thought yeah, I had was, a lot of fun with it. You know what? Here's can I, can I compare it to something that was said earlier in the show? I think it was a 7 out of 10. It's good. It was a good movie. What made it great for me was going there with 
my son and watches watching his face light up while watching yes. it. And just like totally like this is awesome. This is the greatest thing I've seen. Also, you know, so I'm like, hey, you love it. I love it. For everybody out there who's listening, you've crapped all over this movie. Jim Carrey is amazing in this movie. It is a return to form for Jim Carrey. I thought it was they let him go nuts and it was fantastic. Makes me wonder if the new movie is primarily CG it, and with just a few human actors as opposed to the other way around. That probably probably could have gotten pretty deep into develop, pr- pr- production already then. Because I don't think they started oh, no. filming yet. Well, so, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll find could out. Be, but that, dude, they got a whole year. I mean, this is. Uh, yeah, but it normally takes three years away. to make a movie nowadays. They're going to use the same model that they used for Tails and Sonic in the last movie, and it's going to be fine. It's going to be it's going to be good. I'm looking for. I still want to know what the original Tails model would look like. <laughs> like a drowned rats. Uh, and speaking of drowned rats, let's talk about movie uh, some events, shall we? Uh, so we've got some more details on the Pokemon Go Tour Kanto event. It begins February 20th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time. Special research uh, means if you complete the special research, you'll get uh, a reward of a shiny ditto. Masterwork research will also be unlocked once the special research is completed. Masterwork research takes a lot more time to complete versus special research and one of the missions on page one of this research is to get a platinum Kanto medal, which requires you to have all 151 Kanto Pokemon. Uh, other requirements needed to complete this masterwork research are included, but not limited to having level 40, catching 30 Pokemon of each type, and spinning 151 unique Pokestops while also walking 151 kilometers. Uh, if you do this, you get a shiny Mew, or you get the chance to uh, encounter a shiny Mew. Uh, ten collections will be active during the event. Red, Green, Raids, Research, Evolution, Pallet Town, Pewter City, Cerulean City, Fuchsia City, and Pokemon League. And those must be finished by February 28th at 7.59 p.m. to get the rewards. Hatching eggs and shadow encounters will not count towards collections. Uh, a schedule of this, each hour will feature Pokemon spawns that you'd encounter near a specific town. 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. is Pallet Town. 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. is Pewter City. 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. is Cerulean, Cerulean City. 12 p.m. and 5 p.m. is Fuchsia City. 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. Pokemon League. And 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. all Pokemon from previous hours. Starting February 21st through February 27th, various Pokemon from Kanto will still be in the wild. Attracted to incense, encounters from field research, hatching from eggs, and in raids. And I wanted to add because you know, with this, when you buy the ticket, uh, the ticket for this event, you have to choose between a red and a green, and that determines which Pokemon will be attracted to incense during the event. So if you have the red pass, you'll only get the red Pokemon. So in order to get the green collection, you've got to trade from someone who is. Probably can trade with anyone else, but you know they want you to trade someone who's got the green pass, so you know so they can you know trade the ones that they recently caught. So you know, I have I have two accounts. I have red on one, green on the other, so I can just trade it with myself. With myself. Wow, Justin, you still with us? 
Oh my god! I'm sorry. I blacked out for like three minutes of Pokemon news. Well, oh my god! You know what? Wake up because it's time to talk about what we've been playing. Okay, let's do it. And you know what? Since Tim had to go to the crapper, uh, we're going to start with you there, Justin. <laughs> you know what? At guys, least that's I- what I assume he did because he just said, "Be right back," and blurred his screen out. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to be, so let me ask you this. And I guess this is a bigger conversation. Have you ever just kind of fallen out of gaming for a week or two? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of been the last week. Um, so you know what I've been playing? I've been playing some Overwatch just because they've been, they had, they're having the uh, Overwatch. Of, well, no, because they have an event right now. And anytime I can get a free skin, I'm a sucker. You know what I mean? Um, I've also recognized I put an, an, an uncomfortable amount of time into Overwatch. Um, is it like rivaling a, your Fortnite time? No, no, that's a that's a that's a <laughs> that's an even bigger upsetting number to get into. But yeah, they've got a they've got a celebrating the year of the ox right now. So they've got some, you know, they do those kind of come in, win nine matches, get some uh, get some skins. So that's what I uh, that's what I've been doing. That's about it. Awesome. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and and, and weigh in here too. That uh, the only thing that I played for the past week is Fortnite. That's fair. I've uh, just fair. been waiting on Mario 3D World. Uh, but yep. I also, I think I talked about this last week. Uh, I started Ratchet and Clank on the PS5 because yeah. it's part of the uh, PlayStation Plus collection. Yeah. Had it back when it came out and uh, hadn't finished it. Now I finished it. Mm. I love that game. Nice. I love it. Uh, I'm not, I like, I could. 100% it just to find all the weapons and stuff. But I'm, I decide I'm not going to do that. Like I'm, I'm at a point where I'm comfortable saying I'm done. Like you ever, you ever do that? Like yep. you get to oh, a yeah. game. It's just like, I'm comfortable being done here. Yep. I've done the story. I've gotten what I want to out of it. You know, which game, which game was that again? Ratchet. And Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet, okay. Gotcha. The, the I, reboot of Ratchet and Clank. And I, and I, and I wonder is, you know, it's kind of talking about like falling out of games. And I think you mentioned this earlier when you're talking to Seth, that idea of like analysis paralysis, Right. Cause like, and it's the same situation you have when you like load in Netflix. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh my gosh, there's too many options. Oh, and, and, yeah. and, and again, we are very, and I want to be very honest here. We are very privileged as, as the Nintendo dads. We get a lot of codes. We get a lot of access. We get a lot of games. And I find I like turn on my Switch sometimes and I was like, oh man, there's too much to choose from. What should I be playing? What do I want to be playing? Or, and, then the other, and then the other challenge I have is how much time. Mm-hmm. do i have that's the rub and, and let, let me throw this in there you turn your switch on and you're like oh i don't know what to play there's 12 things here i can be played but then there's all the games you've forgotten about mm-hmm. that have been buried in your all game section that you can't put into folders yep so you maybe don't finish them i i i and i'm very guilty of like i will put something in a wish list i'll give you a great example kentucky route zero right mm-hmm. um I, I remember listening to Mega Dads getting on a getting about to get travel traveling somewhere and it had just came out and John had reviewed it and he's like, Wow, it sounds really cool. It had my attention. I put it in my wish list, came on sale for like a tenner. I bought it. And then you know, here, here's exactly what I did. I bought it and I instantly archived it. And I, <laughs> it so it's like it's like I bought the book, I looked at the book, put the book away and moved it along. And I do that I with have, a lot of books. I have so, I am so guilty of that of so many games. I'm like, oh, I wanted that. Picked it up on sale. Sure, look it. We'll do that. And yep. uh, I've and, done and that was, with a lot of games. Like I actually got to a point last year 
that I was like, I need to focus, I need to focus up because I'm not finishing anything, but I'm playing everything. So I was like, I need to, I need to, I need to really focus my vision. You're doing the me I, thing that, yeah, that John well, and <laughs> After Dark has keeps yeah. teasing me about. So I, uh, I, so <laughs> I, I literally wrote down like three or four games. I'm like, I'm going to finish these games, and those are going to be my focus. And once I'm finished those, then I'm going to create a new list because we all have those games that like we're 50 percent through or a little bit through. You're like, I love that game. Uh, I started playing something and now I got distracted by something else. Right. And again, and Seth talked about this as well. Like as people who get games and codes that happens to a lot of us. Yes. Um, and it's we never get to finish that. Cause we actually have a question about it that we'll get to later on. All right. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll uh, stop no, chatting. Like, I, I, I just think it's something I, I'm glad that you mentioned it. Cause I think it's something that we all deal with, especially uh, I guess on our end, because we do get those codes and we do get things that we have to play. Yeah. And then like, Sometimes after I've played what I have to play, I don't want to play what I want to play. Does that yep. make sense? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Yeah, um, we've cre- we've created content. We've talked about it on the show. We've got some good information. We've been able to con- give it to our yeah. fans and our audience. And then I'm like, my tank and, is empty. And you know that's why, like, I got sucked down the ratchet and clank rabbit hole for like six days mm. until I finished it. And I think that was why. It was because I don't have to play this game for the show. Yeah. I don't have to play this game for content. I don't have to play this game to talk about it. I have, I want to play this game because I want to play it. Yeah. And that's why it was so appealing to me. That and I, like I was thinking back to the PS5 reveal or whatever and mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. idea that there is a new Ratchet & Clank coming. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to to be in on the ground floor. Apparently that was announced for June. Yeah. Just out of June, June window now. this coming year? Yeah. 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 I saw that on Twitter this week or yes. like today. I think it was originally they want, were expecting it to be this spring, but it's now yeah. this summer. June is fine. Yeah, it really is at this well, point. June is fine. Well, and I wonder, and I and sorry, I know this is kind of bigger conversation, but but like we li- we live uh, this Nintendo Dad's this Nintendo Dad content creation group. We live between hype cycles, mm. right? So. We are building hype for Mario 3D World. We are going to play Mario 3D World when it launches tomorrow. We're going to be in in that conversation. In 30 we're minutes. Gonna, 30 <laughs> minutes. We're going to create. We're going to create content for it. We're going to talk about it next week, and then not. it's going to peter. Off. Yeah, Tim's not. Then it's going to peter off, and then we're on to the next thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, like you live in this cycle between games mm-hmm. of, I think, especially as content creators, that you don't really get to sit in that pocket as long because you're riding these waves of enthusiasm and excitement and, like, wherever the cultural conversation is going. Like, so, like, here's a great example. Cyber, Cyber Shadow, right? Marty, you talked about that last week of finishing it. I've enjoyed my time with Cyber Shadow. I'm about 40% in on, sh- uh, like, 40% done. But I'm playing, I'm enjoying, like, yeah, this is, this is like, I'm loving it. Three weeks ago, I was, I had a, a good, like, really good love for it. Three weeks now, in, I'm like, I really want to go back to it, but I know there's these other things in my, in my docket coming up that I need to put my attention to that's going to force that to stay where it is. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm ranting. Maybe I'm just raving. I, no, I think, no, I think you're right because I mean, there's, there's games that I've played that I was genuinely excited for. But then it was like, why did I stop playing that? Yeah. And, and then you look back and it's like, oh, because I had to go do something else, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then you try to go back to it and it's like the, the, the hype's just not there anymore. That's me with Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. I had to keep playing that game because I knew that was going to happen and I wanted to yep. finish that game and I'm glad I did. 
And there's games like that where it's just like, I have to finish that. If there's any one game that I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish it. It's that. And that was that. And it was, you know, the other and, games and that I had saying did, that, so. that about your list, Justin, that made me think about my list of games that I had. That was like, I want to finish this before Animal Crossing comes out. Mm, because I yes. knew Animal Crossing was going to. And when I sat down at the beginning of the pandemic and like, or actually it was before that. And I began to identify those games. Uh, some of them, I mean, it was a lofty goal. Like, there's no way I'm going to finish that game in time. Mm-hmm. But then there was some of it that I was like, yeah, I can do that. And so I started to pursue those. And that was when you like, got the smaller wins first. I'm going yeah, pick up the small wins. But that was like when I was going, man, I enjoy this. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, one of those games, ironically, Steam World Quest, I picked back up a few months ago because yeah. I had fallen off of it. Now I've fallen off of it again. But I'm like, that's the that's one of the ones that I'm committed to. Like, I've got to go back and finish this because I yeah. like it too much. Yeah, I, I really do. Like, I have kind of this list of like, I need to I need to really focus up on a couple of things because because the other part of it is like, I don't feel like like it's kind of like here's, I, I'm taste testing everything, but I'm not getting full of anything. Yep. Right. Well, that's a good mm-hmm. illustration. Right. Yeah, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not really full of anything, but I've just, I've, I've had a sampler of everything. And, and then the, the other part of it is like, for some of them, like there's like, and I, I like, there's lovely art, right? Like you're not really allowing the artist, the story to be told. You're just like, you're just, mm. you're just not consuming that, right? That, that those things that kind of move you or that touch you the right way. Um, you know, I think it was interesting. I think, you know, I was talking about like Thomas was alone last week, right? I only played like 10 minutes or 20 minutes of that, but just like, It'll, it was it was art for art's sake, and you were able to sit in that moment and just kind of enjoy it and and and, and feel consumed by it. And I think that's one of those also things that like why I enjoy those small conversation, like those small um, consumable uh, games. Right, six hours—that's yes. a sweet spot. Yep. Right, I can do six hours. I can figure that one out. But if you're like, cool, I got a seventy-hour RPG that you have to be <laughs> dedicated to. I'm like, oh, that's you know, like the last mm-hmm. RPG that I really loved was Undertale. Because it's six to ten hours. I mean, you yep. know, at best. Yeah. And there, there's enough in that time that it just feels complete. It feels great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, that great. Like, if you're listening to this, can can I give you a challenge this week? Go finish a game. Go yep. finish a game. Go play something that's been sitting for a while. Or or do what Justin's doing and make a, a list, a small yep. list. Yeah. Yeah, check your games you want to finish. Because guess what? Those lists of undone games or whatever, they're not, that's not shameful. That's called being human. Yeah, don't make a backlog. We all have our backlog. Make a just like a two, three game list that you want to focus on. These games. Yes. Last year for me, it was was finishing off Luigi's Mansion um, and it was finishing off Super's Lucky's Tale. Um, And there was something else I had finished, I think. Like, but I, but I, but I remember like I focused up. Like it was like, Every time I was like, I'm going to play a game. I'm like, no, I'm going to make progress. And I, and I only, and I did it like one at a time. I was like, nope, Luigi's Mansion. That is my focus. That is the one I'm going to finish. That like, so if I have free time, that's the hour I'm playing. That's the hour I'm playing and get it done. And then, I, and then I was like, same thing with Super Lucky's Tale. Done, done, done. Now, also, what done looks like to you may look different than it is to me. Like, I'm a done. I've rolled credits. I've seen the story. Yay. Like, I am not a, I'm going to go back and 100% every single piece of this game. Um, so. Right. But I, 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 I digress. 
And some people get their fill also even before they roll credits. Yeah. I mean, they, they'll spend some time in it and then just be like, you know, I got to see what I wanted to see out of this and I'm done. So yeah, that's, that's what I thought about Persona Q. You know, I only got maybe halfway through it. I got stuck at a, at a boss because I didn't feel like I, I didn't want to go back and grind because I don't like doing that. But I still put like 55 hours into the game. I was happy with my purchase and play through. I didn't feel like I was disappointed yeah. in that, in stopping there. No, yeah. that's good. Yeah. It's like, did you get what you wanted to out of it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tim, now that you're back, what have you been playing? Sure. Did you finish your list, Marty? I did. Yeah, okay. It's Ratchet and Clank at Fortnite. That's it. All right. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I'll keep mine short, too, because, I mean, like we were saying, little bits I've been playing here and there. Usual games I mentioned before, uh, but uh, some n- games that I've been playing that I think I mentioned in, in our Discord channel is basically Blue Fire. Um, I've been playing that. It's uh, And I mentioned this as it to you guys, I think, in fact, that it reminds me more of Zelda uh, 3D game and a Mario 3D game, the older ones. Because one of the crappy cam- camera, <laughs> but... Uh, it's still a fun platformer because I, I, I can't stand how the camera does not follow you. You have to constantly keep the camera behind you or move it on your own. You, it, you know, unless I'm missing a button or something that'll automatically refocus it for you. I think there is. I think if you just, I, I think there is one, but it's still every time you're moving around, the camera is like all of a sudden it's you're you're looking at the camera that drives me bonkers why can't the camera just automatically follow you but that being said i'm having a lot of fun with blue fire uh because it is like a platformer type thing and i'm enjoying you know the story uh and marty i think it was you that mentioned uh when you brought it up uh that was like it had the void the voids were kind of like the same type of areas as the uh immortal phoenix rising yep yeah, that was me actually. Yeah. Oh, that was you, Justin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it does, it's got got that feel. I I agree with that. So, um, but I'm having fun with it. It's a cute little story too. But it, it was, I also thought it was kind of funny too because it was like you would think there would be these cutesy noises coming out of the characters, but they seem like more um, live action noises coming out of them. <laughs> you know, like the grunts or the you know, whatever. So it threw me off the first time I heard it. So, but uh, yeah, I'm having fun with Blue Fire. And then the other game I'm playing is The Outer Worlds because I'm trying to catch up on doing my tasks in order to get to the Gorgon asteroid tasks. The uh, recent Peril of Gorgon uh, DLC that they released for for the uh, Switch, Um, which I'm trying to get to the point in the game like right now. If I look at the list here, uh, I got a list of things that I got to do tasks is basically I did the first, the kind of like the tutorial story, which is called stranger in the strange land. Um, And then comes now the power. Those are the two main storylines I did. Uh, Actually, I'm just finishing up like telling people what happened in the end of that story. And then I'm going to be put getting the, uh, the power converter that I was supposed to get for my ship finally installed and taken off so that I can do the next two missions, which will then unlock the, the, uh, the Gorgon um, mission that I will hopefully be able to share with you guys in uh, stream this weekend. If I can nice. get through it. So 
but that's where I'm at right now playing some outer worlds. And actually, let me say this. Um, I'm glad that this came up for us to do because I've been wanting to go back to outer worlds, especially with the fixes they put in. I haven't gotten around to it until I was asked to, Hey, check out this DLC. And I'm glad I bounced back in there because it, the game looks a lot better. I'm not saying it's, you know, Xbox PS4 or PS5 levels better, but it still looks a lot better than it did. than I remember it did still plays fun. And I, even when I played it before, I was having fun with it, even though it didn't look as great as the other consoles. I was still having fun with it. And now with it looking better, and I've been playing in handheld mode, so I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but to some people. But uh, I've been playing in handheld mode, and I've been enjoying the story, having fun with the, you know, the gameplay, the shooting, um, and all that. I just wish there wasn't so much upgrades and stuff. I wish I could just keep going and... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just just play the god the doggone game, you know. <laughs> and and I and I'd also say that one big big thanks to the folks over at Obsidian for providing yes. us that uh, that DLC code as well. That was very kind of them. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, like I said, I, I in Outer Worlds, um, the Twitter channel actually liked my post about doing the broadcast for that this weekend. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's great. So I hope to at least some point, not sure which day, because it just depends on when I can get through these two missions, these last two missions that I need to get before I could do the DLC. But um, sometime this weekend, I'll be playing it. So those are what, I, that's what I've been playing mostly. Awesome. Uh, Jesse, what have you been playing? Uh, like, like you and Justin, I've, done very little gaming this week, but I did get about an hour and a half of Haven in. I think someone talked about it last week a little bit, so I don't remember who or how far they said, but uh, I, I, I did a, a stream yeah, the other night on that. Uh, you know, There's a, a couple who pretty much ran away from some seemingly dictatorship-ish like government and uh, who... Uh, Basically, uh, they fear for their lives that they th- they think they're gonna, gonna, you know, they're gonna come back for them, and they're, just, they're trying to find a life for themselves on this, in you know what was thought to be an inhospitable planet, you know, until a little bit of seismic activity showed them the why it was considered inhospitable, and uh, they busted up their ship, and I think the majority of the game sounds like is. You've got to collect resources to repair the ship parts. You know, I've, I've done like the first repair so far. And, you know, overall, I'm liking the game. I, I kind of wish there was a map or so I can kind of see what area, what zones connect to other zones because I got turned around really easily. And, uh, you know, the game itself runs, you know, smooth once it's loaded. But, uh, the loading times between zones seems uncomfortably slow. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and then there is some uh, combat, which is kind of our turn-based slash active time battle-like uh, uh, in, uh, combat. They, with the battling is weird, though. Normally you would say, you want to attack, you want to defend, but your options are on, like for for one of your characters is on the the D pad, 
The other is on the face buttons, and to make a selection, you have to push and hold for like three seconds to lock it in. And you don't have to do it one at a time. You can make the decision simultaneously, and then they will act when act whenever they're able to act. But the one thing I haven't been able to figure out is how to specifically target what I want to target. I don't know if there is a way. And if there is, I haven't mm. found it. So I'd like to be a little more strategic in what my battles. You know, since I, you know, I've been playing turn-based games for thirty years. Yeah, that's kind of how I think. But uh, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm liking this. I want to keep it going. But uh, you know, knowing Mario's coming out tonight and Persona's coming out in two weeks. I don't know when I'll be able to get back to this, and uh, knowing my track record, I probably will never get back to it. But I want—I'm I'm wanting to. Awesome. And f- few other things I wanted to mention that's not gaming. I talked about my baby Pac-Man machine that I bought almost two years ago. I'm in talks with someone in the area who does pinball repair. Mm. So you know, we talked about some parts I needed to order to get at least the coin door, you know, in operation again. And I'm trying to arrange for him to come out to look at the machine, determine what part, other parts I need to order for him to then come back at a later date to actually do that repair. So hopefully I can get that fixed up and actually, you know, do a little video on that, showing that, showing that, that gameplay. And then another toy I recently got up, I bought was, is a green screen. That I'm currently not using because there's no room behind me to set it up with the way I have my two desks arranged. So I'm going to have to do some re- rearranging of how I, of my, my office and my play space down here in my basement before I get that going. So hopefully I can get that going within the next few weeks as well. Hmm. Very cool. Very way, the, uh, the, the funny effects that shows up when I wave my hands should not happen when I actually have a proper green screen. Hey, yo. Hey. Hey, guys. Oh, sorry. I see. Yes. Uh, Timothy off in the front row. Yes, sir. You. <laughs> uh, so I forgot to mention one other game, too, that I've been playing that's on my mobile phone. It's actually uh, Magic the Gathering Arena. They actually brought out a mobile version of that. So you can actually play what you what you used to have to be able to play in the browser. You can play on your mobile phone now, which uh, I'm excited about because I don't get to play the the actual physical card game with anybody much anymore. So this one you can actually play with others or against others. And I'm excited about that. So nice. And and also I appreciate that Marty called out where I was during the time I stepped away. Thank you very much, Marty, for calling me out. <laughs> we, ass- we assumed we assumed pooping. Just pooping. Uh also folks, this is a quick uh PSA. Uh, I am currently on the My Nintendo Rewards page, and they have updated it with Bowser uh, Super Mario 3D Bowser's Fury keychain that is of Cat Mario. So if you are looking to pick that up, what uh, you can, it's for 800 coins. I just got mine in the Great White North. <laughs> yeah, I've already ordered mine as well. It uh, has been removed because they're already gone. I, I just ordered it here, and I've got it coming to me. In Canada, nice. it's available. I don't know about the U.S. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys, hey, I still know no one got me that uh, that that star Splatoon keychain that I wanted. None, I tried. You know, hey, I put it out to our listeners too, and nobody, you know, responded. And I just, you know, I just feel that was very hurtful. There, there was a. There's actually a lot more they re-released on there too. If you look on the rewards uh, page. A lot of stuff that was out of stock. There's a lot more back in stock, just not the things you probably want. 
I did. I did pick up the 3D posters last time. The 3D All Star posters. Yeah. I'm gonna get those framed and put put down in the room down here. But I mean, the rest of it was like Paper Mario. Get out of here. Pikmin three. Yeah, I'm holding I, out. I don't need a four four set coaster. I'm holding out. Hopefully, there's some cool Zelda stuff coming. Oh yeah, sure. Look at that'd be nice, eh? Yes. Well, I also now have a Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury keychain. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, look at you. You're welcome. I appreciate. You're welcome. Hey, hey, I appreciate I look, it. I look out for you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like that's something that I actually want. I thought hey. you might. That's why I brought it up. The greatest 3D Mario game of all time. And Debatable. I have of it. Now, Damn. you know, you guys know, if you guys were reading the things that go on in Discord, you would have known all this stuff already. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thanks to. Can I just, know, can I just admit a, that fast a fault? For that. Can I admit a fault here? Yes, you can. Uh, this is safe I, zone, Marty. Okay. Thank you. I uh, sometimes <laughs> find our Discord, among others, a little overwhelming. Yes, there can I be a lot going on by the amount of, 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 and if I ever am not available, it's not because I don't love our patrons or love our friends. It's that I'm so overwhelmed by the amount of stuff I have to scroll through. I just there's a lot of activity going on. Analysis paralysis again. Yep, it's it's a it's a problem. That's because our fans, our community, is ama- are amazing. Yes, amazing. Are. Like I, I'm Absolutely. on some servers, uh, there are. You know, like twenty thousand people total, and two thousand run at the same time. I'm like, how do you manage that? Right. Like, I, I'm on Rogers, and I'm like, I, I don't know where to start. I see. I can't keep comments. Episodes comment in the chat. Masson only sees the Apex channel. First, <laughs> we have an Apex channel. <laughs> when did that uh, happen? Actually, we don't have an Apex channel. Okay. <laughs> we are not having an Apex channel. We don't have one yet. There Not probably cool. will be under the let's play section. There probably will be one. Anyway. So, um, but yeah, if you go to, uh, um, what is it? Uh, the Capri one. You, me, Capri. Yep. They have a lot. Of, they got a lot going on in there, too. It's like I go in there and I'm like, I'm lost. <laughs> the the Capri so, one. Go to the Capri one. The Capri one. Uh, <laughs> you me capri uh, yeah there you go there you go guys let's uh turn on the community spotlight for just a moment shall we let's do it i wanted to go back to a question that we got last week mm-hmm. that we were not able to answer and the reason we weren't able to answer this is uh tim you weren't with us. And I thought that uh, this would be a great question uh, to have more than one head uh, wrap around. Okay? okay. Because it is, I, I feel like it's probably a more serious question than, than we get uh, okay. regularly. So uh, this is from our good friend, Mecha Dragon 101 And he says this, I think I remember some of you saying that some of your children are on the spectrum. And by the spectrum, he means the, the autism spectrum, uh, for those of listeners who maybe aren't familiar. Uh, he says, as I am a bit, has it been all that difficult as a parent trying to parent someone on the spectrum? Also, how have games helped you when it comes to parenting them? Thank you very much, dads. Looking forward to the podcast tonight. That's a um, deep question. 
It is a deep question. Uh, I've been thinking about this one since last week, and um, I will say this. Um, my son Isaac is is on the spectrum, uh, and uh, he, uh, the way that that presents itself is um, that he was diagnosed as having a mild form of Asperger's. Uh, and the, the way that presents itself for him is in something called sensory perception disorder. Uh, and basically what that is, is, um, loud noises, uh, textures of clothing and food, the way things feel, uh, are all affect him a little bit differently than everyone else. Okay. He's always had a texture aversion. We, we kind of noticed that when he was a kid. Or, or a baby, you know, like graduating to uh, semi-solid and then solid foods. Uh, and so along with that comes anxiety and some other things that he deals with. So we were able to early on, uh, once we kind of realized that something was going on, we, we kind of, you know, worked with some uh, mental health professionals and got some counseling for him uh, from there. He was taken, uh, not taken, or we, we had him uh, put in a uh, occupational therapy for kids where he did a variety of things. And basically it went to the point where they were like, we've done everything that we know to do. He's excelled. He's grown. Um, and so we don't really have anything more that we could do with him here. And so we moved him to a program uh, at a local gym where he would go once a week and he would go swimming and he would get uh, some gym time as well to like work on core strength. Because uh, motor skills and core strength are something that's typically not great in a lot of people who are on the spectrum. Uh, and so he had been doing that up until the pandemic hit and they shut that program down. Um, and so I say all that to say like that's kind of the journey we've walked with him. Uh, it has been difficult at times. Um, there's been times that he's been more um, uh, on the spectrum, like as far as his behaviors than he is now. I feel like he's learned how to cope with some of it, but like things that you would associate with autism, like flapping his arms and when he's distressed and things, he did that. Uh, he would, he does get fixated on something like if like, um, here's a great example. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had to quarantine again because we had been exposed to COVID by my mom. And that day when he heard that, he immediately like clicked into overdrive. Like, okay, I need, and he was saying these things. I need to know where the vitamin C is. Okay, here's eight of these. Two for me, two for a sister, two for my wife, two for you. You go ahead and take those. I also need, is this thing that diffuses the oils? Okay, yeah, I need to know how to work this because we need to start diffusing some oils. Uh, are, do we have something here to check temperature? He was very concerned about that. Um, we were under the possibility of an ice storm over the last couple of days, you know, and it's been like, uh, is it icing outside? You know, he's looking out the window. Is it icing outside? Are we going to lose power? What are we going to do if we lose power? How are we going to survive? What are we going to eat if we lose power? And so everything was fixated on that but his favorite fixation is minecraft <laughs> and 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 his youtube channel which you could go i'm going to plug it red warrior network it's uh two words red warrior is all one word network is the other he makes a video every week he's trying to get to 
100 subscribers so he can actually stream. Uh, and right now he's sitting at 74. And so if you want to go over there and help him, I mean, it's a 13-year-old kid playing Minecraft. And this week he played Scott Pilgrim versus the World because that's his new obsession. Yes. Uh, he has watched Scott Pilgrim versus the World every day for the last two weeks. <laughs> the other night I came home from taking my daughter to dance and he, I walked in and he's like, hey, dad, I just got done watching Scott Pilgrim versus the World and all the bonus features, <laughs> even the bloopers. And I was like, is that like your eighth time to watch that in the last few days? Yeah. Yep. So now he's going to beat the game with all the characters. <laughs> so it's been, let, let me say this, and I'm passing over to Tim because I know um, I want to hog it, but it has been hard at times. But it's also been one of the great joys of my life for my son to teach me how to see the world in a different way. Uh, mm -hmm. And to experience emotion the way he does and to slow down and listen to him and to figure out what it is he's really feeling because he feels on an extremely deep level and he interacts with people on an extremely deep level. It may not look like it on the surface, but he hears and processes everything. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's just, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a minute of it. Yep. But yeah, it's been it's been hard sometimes. Tim, Definitely. Um, a lot of the same things you mentioned are happened to Sam. He's twelve. Uh, his went goes down a different route because he also had apraxia, uh, which is a function in the brain that uh, does not tell your muscles to move properly which includes the muscles in your mouth. So he couldn't talk when he first uh, was supposed to start talking. Uh, and then a lot, and then when he was supposed to start talking, it was a lot of grunts. And, and then that's when we found out he had apraxia. So we had to deal with that. And then that's when we started dealing with other things along with, he has loss of hearing. He's got, uh, I forget, I don't know the exact medical terms and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I won't even try to, even though when I've been told probably a hundred times, I can't, it doesn't sit in my brain and I don't remember what it is, but uh, uh, I know that he can't, I know that one of the things is, cause I thought, you know, some sports would be good for him as he gets older, you know, cause you were talking about swimming, you know, try to release some of the energy. He can't play sports because, uh, or at least physical sports. Cause if he gets hit in the head wrong, he'll lose, he'll lose his hearing altogether. That's how bad is, you know, whatever's happening in his ears is, is so, but he's always had a hard time hearing. So for the longest time we were, we didn't know this, but it sounded like to him, we all sounded like we were underwater for him for a long, long time until we found out he couldn't hear. So his, he's got delay. Which probably uh, also didn't help his speech development because correct. he couldn't, couldn't hear to copy correct which also is a delay in his education and all that kind of stuff so um like marty said it is difficult every moment is different it's difficult and can be repetitive too uh in in my case too uh, i don't know about yours marty but it can be repetitive there's a lot of things that even though you've taught them a certain thing it's not clicking with them or something. It's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it happens again, you know, and that kind of thing for Samuel being, uh, 
on the spectrum, it also includes ADHD. Um, so um, he's he's got the emotions from that where he feels everything, just like Marty was talking about with his son. Every emotion that we, you know, we have our peaks and valleys of emotions where uh, it's probably just like bumps to where theirs is like a giant roller coaster with high mm-hmm. peaks and low you know dips and so if they're sad man they're sad they're going to be crying their eyeballs out and it could be just about they dropped their pencil and they're crying about it <laughs> so the, the way that the way that they our sons process emotion is, yes uh, it's very intense it yes it is very intense and what could be you know a little bit funny to us they're cracking up and you know losing their breath because they're laughing so hard so and and their anger too and that's the part that we're trying to manage with my son is his anger uh management because those peaks and valleys include anger and i've mentioned this before in the show where he's broken some things because of his anger most recently his switch uh he doesn't know this but and you guys wouldn't be able to see this anyways but uh i have it here I don't know if you guys can see the screen as it oh, turns yeah. on. Well, it's, a, well, it's a bit dirty, but uh, it's cracked and everything. Oh, Ooh. man. Uh, because he got angry. Super here it is. The better look at it. There you go. Oh, wow. Wow. He doesn't know this, though. I bought a, a refurbished one from Nintendo and just switched over his content from this one to the other one. And I told him I fixed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the I do way plan, you did. Yeah. And I, I do plan what? on fixing this one and uh, replacing the screen and seeing if I can sell it and, you know, make you, some money off of it or you're whatever. You're a good dad, Tim. <laughs> you're a good dad. Thanks. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. There's a lot that comes with all these things that yeah. each kid is going to be different, you know, between Marty's son, my son. I have a friend whose daughter is on the spectrum with Asperger's as well. And I've experienced, I've learned from them. But like you said, Marty, our kids are teaching us more than anything that I've ever been taught anywhere else, probably, especially with patience. I'm going to say I'm not, I have patience. And in some areas I don't. And in those areas I didn't, he's taught me more and more how to have more patience, especially because I'm learning how to handle someone who has this different mindset than everybody else who they call normal you know like so how he handles punishment is different how he handles you know if he's done something wrong is different or in how he does something right is how handles is handled differently so all that is different and it's hard but i i am very thankful for and I wouldn't be able to do it alone. I'll tell you that too. It's you got to have. Uh, Ain't that the truth? You got to have a, a group of people and and a significant other, uh, obviously, to be able to support each other in this. Because there's going to be days where she's like, "Okay, I've had. I, I need a break." So it's me helping her out, or I'll say, "I need a break," and she's helping me out. Uh, because it it gets you know, it it does take a toll. And but you love your kid to death, but it takes a toll because it's different. It's not what you expected from having a kid, you know, that you thought would 
be you know, be like you were when you were a kid and it's extremely different and it's even more different than even when you know even if you're someone like i have my daughter too who's not doesn't have any issues or anything she's totally different from me but each kid is their own thing but this is totally different so <laughs> but again i'm very thankful for what he teaches me as well so sorry if that was long-winded but. no no that no, was great it was amazing Justin, thank you for that tweet by the way you're welcome pal Just leave it there yeah you're welcome you. uh, yeah no I'm, I think, I'm a little i'm i think it was, that got I, it was a little so, bit deeper that got a little bit deeper than i thought it would so yeah no i think it's a great i think it's a great conversation uh, right. And I, the mech I see in the chat here saying, wow, this is much heavier than I thought it would be. Um, you know, I, th I think the, the, the answer, I think from, from both of us, and I, sh I also just want to say like, you know, some of the comments, you know, Tim, just the commentary of, yeah, you know, just an amazing dad and yikes and just the, the stressors. But I think as, as parents, I think, you know, and again, I'm, I'm neither of my children are on, are on the spectrum. And so I can't speak to that, but just that idea of like, you, you love your children no matter what, you know, and the challenges that you face and the frustrations that you face, but like that is, that is part of it. Right. And, and, and that's the, that's the journey that you take as a parent. And um, so, yeah, you know, I just grateful for both of you as, as friends who have to have to walk that journey. Right. And I know that's challenging, but I also see the grace uh, that you show your family and your, and your children. And so kudos to, to both of you as well. We have a lot of people in our community who have grown up with ADHD who are adults with it. So we talk about it a lot with them. And there's other people in the community that have whatever that they talk about and have shared. So it's a great community to talk about that stuff. And I would say that uh, find find that community to be able to talk about this kind of stuff. And also keep in mind that uh, how you raise children with these type of uh differences that we've learned come to learn of is different from what you would raise like how we were raised you know mm -hmm. it, uh, if you weren't diagnosed with adhd or anything like that or have come to find out that you had it but weren't diagnosed because i know a lot of us who are older at the time when we were kids that wasn't even a thing right so uh but that's <laughs> yeah, the I thing about that, being a parent i think that zach story yeah didn't find out yeah. until later right and that's it, it right now. What we're learning, as I'm learning as a parent, is that it's definitely different from how my dad raised me, because that's how we go on, right? Is how did your parents raise you? You take what they've done and learn from that, and try to raise your kids the same way, but you can't apply it to the kids who have these type of uh, disabilities or what have you. So they have to be. You have to learn. And I've gone to online learning you know webinars to learn how someone under the spectrum or someone with adhd how their brain works so i can understand how to parent that you know so it could be a whole other show on this i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> you really you really could um like and and just to kind of circle back to that um there's since he doesn't play sports and since there's a limit on physical activity right now that he was doing yeah he was doing my son was doing swimming too by the way until that yeah, stopped yeah um that like this is video games are how we bond video games yeah. are our connection point and uh it's been real fun to to see that grow over the years and and into a more recent time like he and i challenging each other back and forth on Fortnite to see who can get 
uh, to a certain level uh, before the others or, or whatever. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a ton of fun. Let me tell you, that kid's got some killer sniper shots too. I watched his I watched his highlight reel on wow. Red on Red Warrior Network. I like I was. I like I'm, I'm a fan of a good snipe, you know what I'm saying? And he <laughs> he had this line shot, and it was just a one shot, and it just you don't shoot for where your man is, you shoot for where your man's going. And yeah. it was like I, 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 I was thought like, of that. I was like, I, dude, you got to shoot ahead, you know. That was him. that was nice. something. I was like, wow. Yeah, when I really need like a really um, like when there's a challenge that takes you know four up to four people, I just yeah. line him up. I'm, and yeah. he's got a friend who. Uh, plays nearby too, and we just. I'm like, can you come help, Dad? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> help me out. A uh, couple more questions here before we round out the show, because uh, guys, Super Mario 3D World is it's 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 out. Is it here now? It's out. Is that is that what right you guys there, are? Are we are we gonna, are we going to do a stream right after this? Oh yeah. Yeah, we are. We're oh, going to yeah, stream yeah. some Mario, some Bowser's Fury right after this. No, let's do 3D World. I want to throw You're you off a cliff. Killing me. I don't have the game. Dude. I'm not playing. Dude. I'm no, not playing. Look here. No. Why? I don't have the game. We'll talk about this in the post show. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh Hotaru Oh, look, it's starting. Us, That's awesome. Yes, there it is. Uh Hotar Hotaru sends in his questions. <laughs> Hello. Is there a feature from the 3DS you wish was on the Switch? <laughs> you know what I'm going to tell you, and I know that Marty, you're saying folders. I know that well, is fold, it. Folders, it's always the answer. Folders, themes, and I'm going to say Street Pass. Come Street Pass. on, well, that was my answer. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, can I tell you the one that I really thought of? Mm. Like folders, everybody knows I'm going to say folders, so I'm yeah. not saying folders because that's just a given. Folders should already be on there; it shouldn't even be a thing. Here it is. Meverse. Meverse. So we, I will say we this. You did there move. were a lot of things. There were a lot of things that we you did wrong. Mm -hmm. But that, that there was a as as goofy as it was, there was a sense of community yeah. with Meverse. That's yeah. a good point. That was definitely better implemented in Wii U because it originated there. It was literally yeah. shoehorned in into 3DS, and yeah, it, sure. it was it it worked, but it was slow. You know, the other thing that the 3DS did a lot of that I would have liked to see is they did a lot of the um, um, shareable download content. So what I mean by that is like, hey, I've got the game, but download you don't have play. the game. Download play, yeah, thank you. They did a lot of that, and I really like that. And I think as families, that, yes. that would be the thing that I like. Like Mario Kart Eight should have download play, and like Super Mario Three D World could have some download play. Like, I mean, again, it's not full packets, but like small packets to play together. I think that would be that would be something. Here's a here's something to prepare for Mario Three D World. Mm. I played Mario Three D Land. On my mm. yes, this mm -hmm. week. just a little, not much. Just picked it up yesterday, and uh, you know, guys, I miss the, I miss the 3ds. I do. Like I, I, I was kind of hard on it at the end, where it was like, okay, it's time for you to go. <laughs> I still believe that. I still believe, but I, I like I miss, um, I like I miss the the Find Me and all those games that we you yeah. know that you could play you know, once mm -hmm. a day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like through Street Pass, the Street Pass games. I think that that there would be something. Uh, especially since a lot of times the switch is just on, yeah, you know, passing by people mm -hmm. like 
Street Pass is a gimme. Yeah. For yeah. a Switch Pro or yeah. whatever comes next. Yeah. I think it would be it would be great to see that again. Before we jump into our next question, I want to say Eric Peterson. Happy birthday. Apparently it is your birthday weekend, and he's starting his birthday weekend off right, of course, by listening to us in our chat, of <laughs> course, in YouTube, but also by playing some 3D World and Bowser's Fury. That's so happy right. Birthday, the greatest 3D Mario Eric game of all time. Peterson. Debatable. <laughs> What's we're not gonna, debatable is that Eric Peterson needs to have a fantastic birthday. That's that's not debatable. Uh, last question here, guys. Here it is from brand new patron of the show. Sparky. Sparky, which we did not say originally today. That's why I, that's why I made a big deal about it right now. Good. Good. I, I was sure. really concerned and really pushing on the we need to have Seth Macy out of here in an hour. I know you did a you great job. that into my head. So. I, I was very aggressive on it. <laughs> you were. Very. Uh, here's what Sparky says. I have so many, and we've kind of talked about this already, but in a little bit different way, this question phrase is a little bit different way. I have so many unfinished games in my collection, it's embarrassing. Thing is, though, I continue to buy new ones. Same. The real problem, however, is once you go back to a game you haven't played in ages, you literally forget whereabouts you were in the game, what you were up to, and worst of all, you can't even remember the controls. Your only real option is to start the game again from scratch. And sadly, this is something you never really do. Mm-hmm. I jumped back into a game of Astral Chain this evening. I had progressed quite far when I played it months ago, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Does this happen to you? Yes. It's happened recently. One of your newest patrons. It happened like, recently what, with the Outer Worlds. The Outer okay. Worlds. Because I hadn't played it since I last played. <laughs> Since we last got it, essentially, I put it down because it was like, it was fun, but I was like, okay, I heard they were going to do, you know, their fixes and stuff because it, they were having issues with the game. Uh, so I was going to wait for the fixes and come back to it, but then just kind of started playing everything else. So I hadn't played it until now and I had to deal with the exact issue, but thankfully a lot more games like that does have journals in them where you can go back to the journal and just kind of catch up on, okay, what did I do so far? What's, what do I need to do? What are the tasks that I need to do? So that was helpful, but it was trying to figure out, okay, the other elements of it, which is, okay, how does this gun thing work? How do I repair, do I repair my things? Am I supposed to repair these? Am I supposed to upgrade these? What am I supposed to be doing here? Why am I collecting all these parts? So it was trying, you know, trying to get back into that swing as well. So for me, that is the most recent example of that I could give. Yeah, I would. I would actually tend to agree with that as well. One of the games that I remember very distinctly was um, uh, Breath of the Wild. I put it down for a while, and I knew I had like all the four shrines I was going to go. You know, my last step was going to go to Ganon, and I remember like, oh, I climbed the shrine, and I was like, cool, I'll jump off the shrine and use my glider, and I jumped off the shrine. I was like. I don't remember which button glider is. And it was just wee <laughs> thump. And I was like, yeah, I need to go re-remember these controls real fast. Um, you know, it's funny. Astral Chain is a great example of a game that I didn't finish. I think I got up to like chapter eight or nine. But you're absolutely right. If I had to go back into that, I remember like kind of like the amount of complexity at times yes. with with uh, with calling in the the, the astrals uh, or the creatures or whatever they were. Um, but yeah, I remember it was just like there's a lot to go on there. It's also one of the cha- one of the reasons why, and I said before, like I stay away from a lot of those like JRPGs and big RPGs, right? Because if I'm like, unless I'm going to play it like straight through, 
I I mean I have um constantly. Xenoblade, yeah, Xenoblade two or whatever it is. And I I've played some of the like the Torah Golden Torna package. But if you were like, Oh, where are you in this? I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> I yes, have no yes. clue what's going on, but I do, but, but there are some games that are really good of like, here's your quest. Here's yes. your main quest. Here's your side quest. Um, yeah. So, and I guess for the, me, the, the last memory. game that that happened was the Witcher three. Oh, like I like that game, but it's analysis paralysis plus putting it down for a while and coming back to back to it and having no clue where I was or what was going on. I knew I'd killed a Griffin. That was about it. <laughs> yeah which is you know this exact reason is why i try to play one game at a time and not jump around because this <laughs> is you know, to i i actively try to avoid this from happening yeah i think i think the last time this happened to me was breath of the wild you know trying to get back in to to get the, the to get the bike through dlc and i'm like i don't remember how to play this game so <laughs> nope and that might be the reason why I don't go back to a lot of the bigger games. Like right now, I'm afraid this is what's going to happen with uh, with uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising because I haven't been able to go back to it. That either I will go back to it and I'll have to you know try to figure out everything there. But I think that also has a, a journal type thing to kind of help remind you what's going on. Um, but I'm just afraid that I it's the move set, you know, the, the, the mechanics of the game that I'm going to forget or for whatever. But, uh, I think that's probably going to be the next one that might fall off if I don't get back to it anytime yeah. soon. Like another example, you know, one of my favorite games of all time, final fantasy six, last time I played it was when we did retro rewind on it, like three or four years ago. And I, I got to the midpoint of the game, you know, where the, the big twist happens and stopped playing it. Even though I played that game a bunch of times growing up, I still don't remember the controls and literally will have to relearn it from the, from scratch. So when I do pick it up again, it's it's from ground zero. Mm. Well, guys, I'll be honest with you. Fantastic. Fantastic community interaction this week. Great questions. Love down. I know Seth was, uh, was loving it too when he was on earlier. And that is episode 314. It's been a fantastic show. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you guys tonight. Just uh, was a cap to a, to a good week. Uh, I'm glad it turned out that everybody was able to come because it looked yeah. like there was only going to be a couple people on today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, and so as we close out the show, I just wanted to say this. We are uh, at 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. In fact, we're now at over 5,100 subscribers on youtube if you don't subscribe to us on youtube why why just head over to youtube.com type in nintendo dads be sure to click that subscribe button and the bell so you get notified when we put in new videos which is really every just about every single day, day. Yeah. we yeah. uh have an awesome community creator uh community program yeah <laughs> I can't find words. I've used them all. I uh, also want to remind you guys that our new merch store over at tpublic.com, you can access that by going to our website, nintendodads.org, where you can find all kinds of cool stuff, including our videos, tweets, podcast episodes, links to our Patreon page, and our merch. And again, as we mentioned Patreon, we want to say thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Christopher Waring. You guys are great. 
but all all of our patrons are great. You, they, we have we have lots of patrons. They're saying that they may be some of the best. Um, they are the best. We're going to have the best patrons anyway. Uh, find us in most places on the socials by typing in Nintendo Dads or email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Call in and leave a voicemail. 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Thank you, OC Remix, for this music that causes Justin to do whatever that was. Disturbing. You're welcome. Oh, my gosh. Oh. You're welcome. They're hard. Anyway. Uh, I need to bleach my eyes now. Anyway, uh, go and uh, wherever you listen to us on the audio feed, uh, be sure to give us a five-star review and some written words so people can find us. It helps. It really does. It helps people find the show. They read the reviews and they go, oh, this is some things of substance here. These are good. Or you can just write some words, as some people did. That's fine, too. (laughs) Really. It's okay. Uh, guys, for me, for Justin, for Jesse, and Tim, this has been episode 314 of Nintendo Dads. We'll see you later. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses.